to we try to be inclusive and not offend as many people as possible. That's good. But I've said some things are retarded before on the show. I've made some off-color jokes. I'm not sure how they landed, but we didn't get any like that substantial feedback. feedback. We did just find out recently <laughs> that some of our friends from the uh, MotoFam Oregon Run community listen to this podcast and try to keep up with Adam and I when we're drinking and can't do it. <laughs> they like fail. At drinking as much as we drink. Yeah, I'm definitely going to fail at drinking as much. Uh, I think our plan is to not drink as much as we normally drink. Or I think my plan is to not drink as much as we normally drink. Which one is me? Oh, there I am. Uh... It's also weird, George, but like, look at the microphone when you talk instead of other people. Well, you can look at Adam because he's across from you. But... Yeah. Yeah, you just want to. If we're talking, just pretend like you're looking. We should get a big mirror, like one of those dome mirrors, so that we can look at the mirror when we're talking to each other. It's having because like to have it here, so I don't have to be like all the way. Yeah, the Michael twist inside the thing, so you can you can point it towards yourself. Uh, It's where do you want it? Yeah. Okay, I got it. Right there is good. I think that. That's that. Beep, bop, boop, bop. All right. Talking to your mic. Let me see your level, George. Uh, hello. My name is George. Please insert your... Your what? I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Quarter? Quarter in it? my old... I was going to say, please insert your tongue in my butthole. Which is really funny. The other night I was talking with some friends about eating ass and how it's fucking standard. Yeah. Yeah. No, it should should be right. Yeah. I hear some. And one of my friends was like, oh, it's just so weird. And uh, I'm like, no, it's not that weird. Sometimes you're just down there and you're going to town and you get caught up in the moment. And you're like fucking licking some asshole. Just tongue in a little balloon knot. It's not a big deal. If you what, go into what are a girl's supposed to do to shock somebody these days, though, like when I started eating ass, like just out, well, that, that is, yeah, that's, that's an aggressive move. It is. I've, I've tried it a few times and not had good results. Uh, I will tell you what you're supposed to do if you don't, if you're not recording. <laughs> I'm not not recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not having this on. I'm not having that on record. Well, no, it doesn't have on. to go on air. You know, we always no, record that first. That's not true at all. <laughs> we talk about editing and cutting things. We don't. Just so you know, George, be prepared for anything you say to end up because we we talk about. Oh, well, to Adam regularly, one of Adam's favorite little tricks is to go. Oh, yeah. Here, let me mark. Oh, we're going to mark that. We'll cut that part out. And then he never fucking does. So there's, there's <laughs> snaps. There's tons of episodes where there's snaps. It's just to make him feel better. Yeah. You got to quit giving away my secrets. I don't care about your secrets. Are, their secrets are fun. Secrets, secrets are no fun. Secrets, secrets hurt someone. You were hurt when you were young. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was hurt when I was older too. I think levels are looking good. Are you guys ready to dive into this thing, or do you want to drink for a little while first? No, oh, I don't know. I'm good. Yeah? Yep. Uh, yeah, we got about 20-ish minutes, give or take. I mean, they'll text when the food's here. Well, good. Yeah, we'll warm up then, and then 
when the food gets here, we'll decide if we got to restart or not. Yeah. So it's New Year's Day. Nobody's going to hear this on New Year's Day. It's probably going to be February before anybody hears this shit. It's true. I was just talking about how I'm wearing my fun Friday party hat. Uh, so, you know, if you're listening to this, whatever day you're listening to, we recorded it on Friday because I'm wearing it's I know it's Friday because I've got my party hat on from the epic campfire hotel party that we did. And what? I'm sorry. I'm still a little out. So we haven't been we haven't done this in a really long time. So we have finding our rhythm is is going to be a thing. And George is here to watch the shit show. Yeah, we haven't done this in a long time. Uh, I'm hungover. I <laughs> partied way too hard the last four days. Actually, it all kind of started around my birthday in the beginning of December. And I'm still kind of fucked up. But I'm drinking again. So that's a good sign. Right. You know, can't be an alcoholic if you don't stop. <laughs> I keep trying to tell you, Adam, you're not an alcoholic. You're a drunk. Alcoholics even go to meetings. Alcoholics have regret. Maybe true, but even even still, alcoholics have it right cuz I heard that drinking alcohol is like borrowing happiness from tomorrow. Ooh. So if you just keep drinking every day and borrowing happiness till you die. I mean, I'm all about dying with some debt. Yeah, I might that as well is, deal with dying with some happiness. Some debt new too. shit I've never heard before, and I love it. I'm on board with that. I'm for it. So, George, tell all the people out there who you are. Hello. I am. No, I'm not going to try to do an accent. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. off the bat. Yeah, no, we we haven't had a racist podcast yet. But if you want to start out, oh like yeah, that, no, I guess it was gonna. Can. It was like gonna be. <laughs> Slavic or I don't know. You know what? If you're going to do, I'm just going to, I, I, I warned George that I was going to put him on blast (laughs) on record. So I'm going to do it. I texted Adam about making sure that you were still on for today and what time we were meeting and all this shit. And I've been spelling your name G E O R G E. (laughs) And Adam texts me back and he says, Oh, I've texted him while like he said something. He spelled your name J O R G E. So why are you crackering up your name, Jorge? <laughs> uh, it's a it's a long story that living in Portland, uh, I've had to tell a bunch of times because I get asked that all the time, and and not even just asked that. Sometimes I'll tell people I'm like that don't even know me, like I'm on the Clackamas River, or like somewhere in Washington. There's like some fucking, you know, locals around, and I'm like they're like, what's your name? I'm like George. They're like, oh no, you mean Jorge? Good. Just told you it was George, <laughs> but so I grew up in Miami and Miami's, I don't know if you've been there, but it's like the most Latin Hispanic city in the country. Oh yeah. I've by, not been, but far. I'm very aware, like huge Cuban influence on everything. Yeah. Not just, not just Cuban, but like everywhere. White is like a strong minority, uh, unless you count Jewish people. So it's kind of like but. Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Los Angeles, but less Mexican influence, more Cuban influence. Um, but point of the story, my whole life, my name has been spelled J-O-R-G-E. I, it's Jorge Luis Bello. That's my full name. Everyone growing up called me George. Teachers that would read my name while doing attendance would call me George. Wait, in Miami. In Miami. <laughs> That's fucked up. Right, I know. And here's the mind fuck, right? My whole identity, my growing up, my name is George, right? That's how you spell it. That's how you pronounce it. Like, it makes sense to me. Spell jam with a J. George. Sure. Same thing. Phonetically, my whole life, it made sense to me. 
And then I moved to Portland 10 years ago and everyone starts calling me Jorge. And it's just like this bizarro world I'm living in where I have to like explain to people. But then it is weird because it's like crackering my name up, but not intentionally. That's yeah. just what it what it was. Well, I mean, I met you verbally. And if I had never had this text exchange with Adam, I never would have <laughs> known that your name was and spelled with a J. Anyone that like will add me on Facebook that we meet or Instagram or something, they'll immediately have that same question, I'm sure. Oh. Now nobody has to ask anymore. You can no, just anytime anybody asks you, you just like refer podcast. to. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of telling this goddamn story. Actually, Listen to the fucking podcast. Might actually do that. I think that's why I started the podcast. Which is I got tired of repeating my stories all the time. I don't believe that for yeah, a I'm second. Sure, I'm sure you still do that. <laughs> I, do. Also. I do. I'm terrible. I definitely repeat my stories all the time. Yeah. It's only annoying to people who have heard them before, which is most of the people I hang out with, especially with all this COVID stuff that we're still in the middle of. Yeah. I mean, and a good story is, is something I feel like stories like good, good stories, good storytelling and jokes, joke telling are like lost pastimes. Mm. People just don't tell good stories anymore. Everybody's like attention obviously is like super quick. Can't handle more than a 15 second video. Mm. And like listening to somebody tell a good story by a campfire, like that's my favorite shit in the world. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, this is something else. I'm sure I brought it up before, but when I was growing up, when I was about 11, 12 years old, I realized that there was two types of old men. There were old men with a ton of stories and old men with a ton of regrets. Yeah. And I wanted to be the old man with a ton of stories. Yeah, so like now. ever since then, it's just, I just live for the story. My it's goal like, is to be an old man with a ton of stories that I can't remember because <laughs> I was too drunk. <laughs> Probably can happen. Like, hold on, I, I got this story I want to tell, but I need at least yeah. four shots before I can remember it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, there was this one time, I know that this thing, I know that I did something, but I don't remember what it was. Well, that's right. I woke up at the campfire hotel and they were still playing Hank Williams the third from the night before. That was awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> it was one were of the you, proudest moments of my life. Who was telling me about that? It was like this moment that you had when everyone was like just fucked up and you just looked outside at the, at the aftermath of everything. It was probably yeah, the parking Adam, lot was he and just I were, trash. Yeah. Yeah. He and I were the only ones there. <laughs> just Hank Williams playing. Nobody. Well, and it was the pills. Was the I pills took, took. Too. I've been oh, awake like for eight good, days good, straight. Good. It must've been them pills. I took. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's perfect. Bust in the mirror and somebody's crying. Must've been them pills. I took. Yeah. And it was just like, it, we're watching people like cleaning up our mess in the parking lot and it's just blasting over the speakers. And we're just standing out on the patio, just laughing our ass off. It was good. It was a good morning. Yeah, rough ride home. You but can, you good can morning. Make fun of me for not going. Yeah, you missed out. I know that was a fun trip. I'm not going to make fun of you. You regretted enough without my That's input. True. That's one story I'll I'll regret when I'm old. Well, we've had some discussions about the potential of partnering with them again for future events to do stuff like that. So it's possible you didn't miss your last opportunity, but you did miss the inaugural event. Yeah, I think I, I made some shitty excuse like i didn't have a luggage rack or i had to wear a backpack the whole way you're like dude you just need some clothes yeah like you go into a hotel yeah just wash your and underwear in the sink and get back on your bike it's fine couldn't pull the trigger it was fun life's just a series of choices man a series of bad choices yeah i ended up killing that guy because i stayed which is you know a weird series of events wait you, you killed somebody oh 
You I gotta be we, careful. This is being recorded <laughs> for like a half a second. I thought we had an interesting podcast going. No. <laughs> Everybody loves that true crime shit. If we can get somebody to murder somebody and hasn't gone to jail yet, to oh fuck! Show. Be like, oh my god, have oh, you been listening fuck. to the new murder podcast? Oh fuck! Uh, so today, this is a reminder. This is a great tangent. Today at work, one of the people that I work with, I was talking to them. And about what they were watching on TV and they were telling me they were watching Dateline. I was like, oh, cool, cool. Is there anything happening that I should know about? And they said, yeah, if you murder someone, you're going to end up on Dateline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that shit's going in the quote bank. <laughs> Can we talk about how awesome this winter's been for like for writing? I don't know if you noticed, but it's been just like Dry, cold days, not a lot of yeah. rain. Sun's been out a lot. Except for today was dumping. Well, at least today is fucking Salem. gross. Yeah. yeah. Today and then I was looking kind of the next week and a half might be a little fuckered rough. But. Yeah. But usually that shit starts like right on Halloween. You know, yeah, so yeah. everything up until today has just been bonus time. Yeah. It's been sure. really good. It'll, we'll usually get like some snow in late January, early February. I guess we should do the obligatory talk about what we've done to our bikes since the last time we were on a podcast. Uh, I did four inch lift on the front of my bike on the on the FXDC, so now it's uh, I got tracker die, four inch damper tubes, progressive springs, and burly preload adjusters in it. That was the last thing I did. You have preload adjusters in your front end? Yeah. Fuck a duck. Yeah, you got some catching up to do. I sure do. Um, you haven't even I, lifted your back yet. It's true. And as far as things that have been done, I don't even have to have listened to the last episode that we recorded, which I typically do. I have not done anything new to my bike since the last time we recorded something. So depending on, what, depending on what order you put these out in. I think your Sawiki one is going to go up like this week. Yeah. Like, even if we don't do anything else, I want to refer people to that because I keep seeing people bitching about like there's a guy up in Canada who's been fighting with Sawiki for two years to get a refund on a pipe that he ordered. And uh, he never received the pipe and they're refusing to refund his money. Fuck that company so fucking much. Yeah, he can't get him to answer the phone. I feel really shitty that I even have that thing on my butt. I mean, so we talked about this last time we were together last week and. The problem is it's on there and it performs really well right now. But I hear so many things about it's going to take a shit on me out of nowhere and all of the stuff, all of the headaches and shit that I had to deal with leading into it, just not worth it at all. And then the future headache that I may be looking at when it fucking shits the bed. Just don't buy a Swicky pipe. Fuck that company. I hope they go under. The guy's a piece of shit. Heard. Noted. Yup. On the other hand, I bought a TBR, and I couldn't be happier with it. I think it's fucking amazing. Just love it. Yeah. Which, I just like to rub that salt in Seth's wound every once in a while. Yeah, because yeah, I should have. definitely him. I should have. I should have bought a TBR plate. What, uh, what are you going for on your bike? Were you thinking Bassani? Uh, I was actually going to get some just probably shitty progressive, like, 490s. Oh, no, no. I was thinking exhaust. Oh, no. I'm going to keep the... I just got some Cobra slip-ons on there. I'm nice. Yeah. You'll, you'll want two into one eventually. Eventually. Everybody does. Right now, I feel like I'm I'm prioritizing some other stuff, and it's like it's been a quick progression on the bike and just, you know, doing a little of this, a little of that since I got it. 
But uh, I put on the uh, a lot of like cosmetic shit. Uh, put on the the bitch bar by uh, made by this dude uh, Edward Ritchie that works out of Utah. And uh, he's got Natsy, and it's great. He he works super quick, and will make whatever emblem custom sissy bar that you want. Um, put in the the front little bikini fairing. Change the tires with Adam, which thank his bless his heart. He's the <laughs> sweetest dude for having put up with that. <laughs> Every time I put on tires by myself, it's a shit show. I just don't Dude, even want to do it anymore. I mean, with the two of us, it, so it wasn't just the, uh, like he was helping me out in, in learning to, I hadn't fucking changed a tire on a motorcycle yet. It's something I am admitting on this show lives, lives in infamy now. Uh, but, uh, the, the tires that we got, the Michelin threes, the commander threes were, so stiff and so like shallow on the on the lip that they wouldn't actually set so what we had to do even though they're tubeless was shove a fucking tube in inflate it so it would like kind of space out and then take the tube out and retry it and then it worked but it took forever to figure that out that's fucking nuts it was a pain in the ass yeah every time i've ever put tires on a bike it's a pain in the ass unless you know if you're lucky like spoke wheels on a Harley, you can put on pretty much anything you want really easy. Yeah. But for some reason, the Harley uh, mag wheels all have really high lips on them. Yeah. And you try to put a performance tire on it, just forget it. It's, it's, it just doesn't want to stretch. You need the hydraulics. Unless you don't have the machine, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. But uh, what else? Uh, I mean, I got some parts that are just sitting there waiting to get put on. I got the air cleaner. I got an s just the classic teardrop. And then uh, I got a, a Speedline handlebar that's only like three inches above stock, but that's going to be the next like uh, test for me. Nice. Yeah, that'll be dope. Uh, so we just had lunch show up. I think we're going to take a break real quick, eat some food. Uh, probably drink another Bloody Mary or two and then come back and start in, back into this shit. Because we're consummate professionals. <laughs> also, like, did you get all the way to the bottom? No. Oh yeah, vanilla soy latte is three beans. <laughs> who's uh, whose seaweed is this? This one's here. You can have some. Got a whole bunch of that downstairs. And a, I lost count of the pot stickers. Twelve of each. Um, block up the door downstairs. Yeah. Nice. I think is the knob horizontal when it's locked. If you were able to, yeah. Well, I don't care about the doorknob. I locked the other two. Sounds like Joe Gardner's gonna stop by. Fuck that guy. I don't like him. Well, you're gonna have to put up with him. He makes me do drugs. Shoosh. <laughs> 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 oh, I may have to edit that anyway. Were you recording? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you think I'm gonna miss out on like uh, a latte being three bean soup? Uh, <laughs> marijuana is legal <laughs> in this state. And I don't enjoy doing it. And that's why I'm mad at John for making me do drugs.
we were joking around last night about putting together a collection like on Fear and Loathing because it's only $100 if you get busted now because it's all personal use. For what? Like a personal drug collection like in the movie Fear and Loathing Las Vegas where they had the briefcase full of like everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like that would have been a life sentence in jail. Oh, you're saying like right now, hypothetically, you had that same suitcase and you and, got pulled over? Yeah, like the most they can charge you with is $100 per item right, that you have right, in it. Right. Yeah, that's fucking nuts, man. It's kind of nice. It is. It's great. It's, uh, I don't know if you've ever been, uh, I'm going to sound like fucking Vincent Vega right now, but like Amsterdam. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, my big thing with it's it great. is it's like, there's no real, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's like, uh, it's kind of like where we're going essentially where it's not lawless. Actually, there's like very little crime because most petty things aren't enforced like that. It's more like, uh, this isn't legal, but it's not illegal, but Ultimately, you're a human, and as long as it doesn't cost taxpayer dollars, you're good to do whatever the fuck you want. Right. You and know, for like, me, I worked uh, I worked at a porn store in Chinatown for a long time, and a lot of what was done there were just people smoking crack in the booths, and you know, I would watch people who otherwise were holding it down really well. They would have like a consistent job, you know, and they'd go out and they'd just party on the weekends, and then go back to work, and you know, they'd show up again the next weekend. And eventually one of those people gets busted for a minor possession charge and they lose their job because they don't make it to work on Monday. They lose their apartment because now they can't pay rent because they've been, you know, partying on the weekends. And before you know it, they're homeless doing crack 24 seven because that's the only thing that they can do now because they've got a drug conviction. That's how it's been built. Yeah. You know, if we can get around that to crack if you don't have a job. You come to a guy who works at a porn store who will loan you $20 at the beginning of his shift as long as you pay him back 50 at the end of his shift. It's a pretty good vig. It was not bad. <laughs> I, made, I mean, somebody can make a lot of money doing that. Yeah. Uh, have, you guys seen the, have you guys seen somebody. the meme about Oregon? It made me laugh so hard the first time I read it. It makes me chuckle still, but the first time I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Uh, there's a meme. It's just an all-text meme. It says... Uh, welcome to Oregon, the only state where you can walk into a store, uh, you can walk in a store, uh, to buy weed with Coke in your pocket, high on mushrooms, but don't pump your own gas cause that shit's <laughs> illegal. Right. Yeah. It is. It is kind of bizarre world for like the rest of the country over here. Yeah. Uh, what's that fucking meme when, uh, I'm saying fucking a lot. That's that's cool, right? Yeah. I told you we're not monetized, so we can't be demonetized. And well, our audience we, our audience all I just keep realizing there's that. a mic in front of me and I'm like, damn, I curse this much. It's no, like even if I do like if I decide to monetize in the future, it just means that we won't be able to have a G rating, which I don't want little kids listening to my shit anyway. Yeah. Fair. Like I mark everything I do as adult content. Even if we have a totally clean episode, I mark it as yeah. adult content. Have we ever had a totally clean episode? I doubt it. <laughs> I really doubt it. That should be one of our New Year's resolutions is to have a clean episode. (laughs) Well, I mean, but we know from experience how that winds up. I don't want to be Bill Cosby. No. 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 Too soon for me. For me personally, it's too soon. (laughs) No. (laughs) When we look at what happened with Bill Cosby, doesn't that make you wonder about Will Smith? (laughs) I mean. You're just going to bring Will Smith into the mix for no reason. Well, because he's because he's super clean. Yeah. And he's working in an industry that, <laughs> that usually makes money off of being dirty, like Bill Cosby with with comedy, Will Smith and rapping. And they're both like impossibly squeaky clean. Wait, you know, Will Smith is a rapper. 
You did not know Will Smith was a rapper? No, I know, but that's how you refer to him. At. Like when you think about Will Smith, you're like the rapper. You're not like the actor. The actor, yeah. <laughs> you're like I'm, the, I'm Will with, Smith, the I'm rapper. I'm with Jorge on this. <laughs> well, so, okay, I guess I'm older than you guys, but Will Smith was a rapper when I got introduced to oh, him. As yeah, a DJ I'm, I'm Jazz from, and Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I'm uh, all yeah, about I'm it. I'm but. from Miami. I yeah. know I know he was a rapper. So I I don't even consider him really as an actor. It's still if every time I see him acting something, he's still Will Smith the rapper who <laughs> happens funny. to be acting. Wasn't he an actor before he was a rapper? No. no. He wasn't doing Fresh Prince before anything else? Fresh what? Prince How is Fresh DJ Prince Jazzy happened? Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh fuck. He that was his rap dynamic. I guess my thirty is my thirty years old is showing. I have no, no idea. No man, DJ Jazzy not, Jeff he just blew my mind. I didn't know that. His his buddy Jazz yeah, 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 on the TV yeah. no, show was I, I his it. was his DJ. I get it, I get it. I never actually put that together until right this very. You, you were today years mind. old when you learned. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, my new favorite saying. <laughs> I was today years old when I learned. So apparently, people over their forties know Will Smith is a rapper, and people in their thirties, he's an actor, and we've we've we know that now. And how I, old do you have to both. be? I just I figured. He was more predominantly known as an. Uh, How old do you have to be to know him as a Scientologist? <laughs> I I don't. I guess older than me because I had no idea. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So Damn. that just puts another check in that weirdo box, dude. For, so that's definitely because like my one of my favorite artists uh, is Beck. This is going to be the first episode where we get a cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> That's they, fine. They, you can come after me all you want, bitch. I'm OT level seven. Clear. I don't know if you want to say that, dude. They got money. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what? What are they going to do? Sue me for my zero dollars? <laughs> right. Take all your money and throw it at me to take my no money. We'll have to take down like this one episode of the podcast. <laughs> I'll be like, okay. I deem you clear. I said what I said. Dude, if David Cross didn't get sued by the Church of Scientology, we're not getting sued by the Church of Scientology. Uh, if you can't see me because it's an audio recording, I'm using scare quotes when I say church. <laughs> so anybody out there who is uh, more tuned in with the Scientology shit than I am, I'm currently looking for a copy. It's a vinyl record called Space Jazz that L. Ron Hubbard made. If anybody out there is sitting on one of those, get a hold of me. I want to hear that shit. I can't even get it on Amazon Music or anything. It's just like it doesn't exist outside the world of vinyl. Seth <laughs> is losing his shit over there. He was showing me a meme. Oh, it's the no. I'm also losing my shit about the the space jazz. Space jazz by L. Ron Hubbard. Have you read any of his science fiction books? Yeah. Have you been down to the front of the store recently? No. Oh yeah, you got to check the glass case up front next time you're downstairs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is there a Will Smith bong down there? <laughs> <laughs> you know those little like squeezy things that they bring into the mall and shit? Mm -hmm. We had one of those here for a little while, but we had to give it back. But we've got a bunch of his books. Uh, not off topic. You know what I named my first bong? Billy Bong Thornton? No, Barack Obonga. <laughs> Barack Obonga. Wait, that's how old you were when you had your first bong? <laughs> Boy, I was, that's I was, set, I was, yeah, fuck, I was 18, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Four more years. <laughs> Not Trump. Obama. Yeah. Four more years. I'm down. I mean, even though he was, you know, bombing half the Middle East, still. So just didn't see him in the news every single day doing some dumb shit. In 2024, when Trump runs on a third party ticket, are you going to vote for him? <laughs> uh, is that a serious question? <laughs> I, I know what somebody I see will. That's what I see happening. I, I will not. 
I think that Trump's going to run on third party ticket in 2024. Yeah, I don't care. He can go fucking die. <laughs> I just, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fucking madness. Oh. I mean, I've, I've been Bernie the past eight years and just like trying to, or, you know, four, eight, five years. Or whatever. Oh, so you're like oh. throwing away your vote. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm throwing away my vote. I'm fucking with you, dude. I voted no, for man. Bernie also. And then in Portland, the speaking of throwing away your vote, like I got a fucking opinion on this. Like we reelected Ted Wheeler because people that wrote in Teresa Rayford fucking basically don't know how to spell. Yeah. <laughs> one, don't know how to spell. No, it's not that it's fucking the Sarah. I don't even give a shit who she was, but she wasn't Ted Wheeler. Honestly. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about the fucking presidential election. It's like, I know Joe Biden's a piece of shit, but he's not Donald Trump, you know? Yeah. If nothing but, else, it disrupts the, the uh, status quo for a little while. Yeah. So that the person who's in there that has all the power loses some power and it slows down. If there's a shit mayor, it's Ted Wheeler. And, yeah. And it's like, I mean, hated from both sides, honestly, like everybody just hates Ted Wheeler. I have no idea how, how many housewives voted for him, but yeah, I don't know why I started talking about that. What happened? Huh? What? Because I cracked a joke about 2024 and Trump. Oh, and now we're got, getting and then serious. I got all uppity. Yeah, <laughs> uppity. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that to you? Like, are you the are you the kind of colored person that I can say uppity to? <laughs> yeah, oh no, wow, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 light brown. Just kidding. Uh, brown. I, I can get away with pretty much everything. It's nice actually. All the traveling I've done, like most countries, I look like I could be from that country. Like yeah, I can see you passing. Pl- except a for lot like of when I went to like Sweden. But even then they like took in Chilean refugees in the eighties, so I could be fucking Swedish for all you know. Except you don't speak Swedish. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's the only thing you know how to say. It is. It is. <laughs> it means would you like some chocolate and some hot chick in Sweden, Tommy? Nice. Yeah. I would tell you the only thing I know how to say in sign language, but it wouldn't translate to, <laughs> to a podcast. <laughs> No, it's better than that. Better than that? Yeah. Do you know what I said? Uh, Something about eating something. I don't remember. There's definitely an ass after that. No, hold on. No, it wasn't. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you were, I oh, I got I paused it. it for a second and tell you what that was. Uh, no, I can I can say there's a party in my pants and you're invited. In oh, I've language. seen you do that. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I would just make that clear in other ways. In other ways? Like the oh, you weren't here for the stand-up comedian who talked about pulling her her uh, bush out through her the fly of her jeans <laughs> oh, and fuck. molding it into a hand. She's like, she wants you. <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> so what? Uh, I don't even know where we're at. We're bouncing all over the place, and I love it. Well, and everything's in flux right now. It's like I want to talk about, like, are we going to do the Oregon run? It's like, you know, it's like maybe. 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 Are we going to do Run to the Rock? Maybe. Maybe. Are we going to do another event with Campfire? Maybe. Maybe. Is there going to be a second wave of COVID that kills everybody? Yeah. Maybe. 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 Are we going to do an event with their sister property out in Hood River? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. What, knows? What's the, what, what are the probabilities for all these maybes? Like, oh, we it, don't I'm have sure like somewhere between zero and a hundred percent. Oh, so yeah, literally no idea. Yeah. Literally no idea. Here's the one thing that we do know. Are we going to ride the fuck out of some motorcycles in 2021? Oh yeah. That's hundred percent. Absolutely. hundred percent. I put too much money and time into my bike over this winter to not ride its balls off. Yep. I was talking to John last night about planning a one K 
Um, that there's something we can talk about. So one can a day. Are you a 500 out and back person, or are you somebody who would want to just do a thousand miles straight and then hole up somewhere for a couple of days and recover? Yeah, I'm the latter on that. Yeah, you just want to do a thousand miles straight yeah, through. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Seth? Uh, you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest and this is going to be the shittiest answer that has ever come across the waves of this podcast. I'm neither. I don't, I don't care about doing a one K. Well, I know you don't care, but I'm going to drag you into one. If I was going to do a one K, I would be an out. I would like not an out and back, but like a a circuit. Yeah. A circuit. Wait, a thousand mile loop bringing you back home. Yeah. Yeah. I would want to wake up in my own bed and fall back asleep in my own bed. See, and there's benefits to that. And then there's problems with it. Like looking at all the maps, I looked at a lot of thousand mile circuits, leaving Portland, coming back to Portland. And they all average about six to eight hours longer than just doing a dead straight into Wyoming thousand miles. Yeah. Then you've got to take four extra days to come back. Yeah. But if I I have the time, but the problem is I don't have the time. So I've got to take two days. I've got to ride my ass off for a day and then sleep for a day and then go back to work. Yeah. That's my, my current time off situation. So that's, these are all factors that I have to think about. Plus I just, it's not a thing that like it, all of my friends that are stoked on it, I'm stoked for them and they have so much stoke for it, but it's just not a thing that I have any stoke for. I have all of the stoke for supporting and building people up who want to do that like introducing them to curtis talking up 1k in a day like supporting it any way that i can as uh, like a tangential party but i just it's not my thing yeah i was i want to talk to curtis because i want to do a 1k but i also want to find out what the rules are on consecutive 1ks it's like do I have to do the 1Ks like just back to back without sleeping or is my sleep time not considered? Like, can I do a thousand miles out to Wyoming in 24 hours, crash in a hotel room for two days as long as I don't get back on the bike, jump on the bike and do another 1K back to Portland and have two consecutive 1Ks? Yeah, that's I good. Get, I mean, it seems like you should be able to do that. The way, I don't know. Because I, I, it's not it's not 2000 miles in 48 hours. It's two separate 1K in a day's. George, you, you don't have any hair. I don't. I don't have any hair. I've only I, got ever, the, I got the beard hair. I've only ever seen you with a beanie on. It's been cold out most times. George doesn't have any hair. George is bald. His, yeah. well, his head is shaved. I've got a nicely shaved head, though. Thanks for, for putting him on blast again. No, he's got a shaved head. I was just saying he has a shaved head. I didn't put anyone on blast. Yeah, no. I mean, it is I'm not, noted that he... I'm not offended. I, uh, it, it is uh, a choice as well. It's a good choice. Yeah. It's good. It's good to be able to make that choice, and it's good that you have a good shaped head. I'm fortunate. Also, I know that I have a good shaped head. Yeah, I've had. You got a nice head of hair, though. Yeah, and yeah. I've just been letting it. COVID, man. COVID has got this beautiful just quaff of. Yeah, it's good. I uh, I had my hair was my identity for a long point in my life. It was just a big curly mop, and then uh, like Cedric. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's say like Cedric, and then. Uh, started thinning right up front and then one day my friend caught me like brushing my hair to the side and was looking at me he was like dude what are you doing like what what do you mean what am i doing he's like let's shave your fucking head i was like what do you mean shave my head i'm, I'm what he's like you're going bald dude 
Here's the thing that's great about that, though, is a little known fact. If you have thinning hair, male pattern baldness, that is because you have have too much. You have too much testosterone. I know. I know. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's science. I know it's it's taking all my fucking energy. That part of my body. It's just, yeah, yeah, I don't circulate well because it crosses around my dick. Yeah, that's the problem is uh, God gave men a brain and a penis and only enough blood to run one at a time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are you looking forward to this summer? As far as rides, you got anything on the books that you really I, want to do? Kind of, kind of on the last uh, topic, I was, I was thinking just of the way that I, while you guys were talking, like the way that I travel, um, just in general, it's always that like I don't want to return flight, I don't want to have like a deadline, I don't want to have like this kind of set. I have to come back at this time ever. So I feel like in the same way of riding, like if I if I ended up doing it that far, I'd I'd kind of just want to keep fucking go and take my time getting to know places that I'm that I'm actually in yeah um oh boo ruining oh, the podcast party foul uh, I gotta step away for drink? a second do you have you to guys, drink for that though I mean I've been drinking all day I'm gonna run down and get the door you guys talk amongst yourselves uh yeah I have a life goal myself and it's probably honestly it's probably not gonna happen until post retirement but there's a dude who mapped out a road trip map that is a circuit you can start Within it's like I I don't know if it's fifty miles or a hundred miles, but it's within a a pretty short distance of anywhere in the contiguous lower forty eight, and you can hit this circuit that he mapped out, and it hits all of the landmarks in the lower forty eight, and will drop you back. Yeah, how long is that gotta take? Where you start like two months. Yeah, like if you're just pounding I mean, pavement the whole time, dude. I've I've driven uh, across the country. This was, I recently did in July throughout COVID ended up with, with my ex going down to new Orleans. And, uh, that was the fifth time I'd driven across the country and the shortest it's ever taken was a month. That's good though. Yeah. I mean, you can do it way quicker than that. The fact that you don't, I'd never want to, I I hate that. Like driving every single day all the time kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And I love getting to know like. All the in-betweens, all the little cities in between. Look oh, at this man. morose motherfucker. Do, oh, Smells like somebody's shit in his cereal. <laughs> Bong. <laughs> so this officially makes John Gardner our most frequent guest. I think he beat out Adam popping yeah, up on 100%. this one. 100%. He has totally topped Adam on, on frequency of, of uh, visitation. I mean, you know, nothing wrong. Nope. We were talking about that last night. How, Speaking uh... Much. We drank Seth under the table last time John was here. <laughs> Literally. Adam, what, do you mind helping me out? Yeah, what are you looking in for? My glass? What do you want? Uh, some kind of whiskey. Doesn't, doesn't, I don't want that uh, horse cock. They Should didn't drink me under the table. They drank cock. me behind the couch. There was some like 108 proof. Some. Oh, yeah, he started off on the, he'd never had fighting cock before. That's what it is. Yeah. So he uh, yeah, started off. I had that fighting cock before I met you. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. It's deceiving. Anytime you meet Seth, you're going to be fighting cock. <laughs> what's what's this one? Full Portrero. Oh, yeah, that's a full that's a full one. It's a full full mouth of whiskey. There's five good ones for you. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that one? Oh, that's a lot. It's got a lot of wood. Yeah, a lot of wood. Oaky. 
kind of smoky in that like peaty way, but I know there's no peat in there. Yeah. Is it Norwegian yeah. wood? <laughs> Is that like frozen fish? <laughs> that no. There's a joke there, but I'm missing it. Yeah, the Norwegian wood is the name fun. of an album. It's a song. Or a song. Or fucking, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I know it's not a band I listen to. I just know that it's a, a song. The Beatles. Rubber Soul. Oh, yeah. I it's believe. Definitely a band I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Have go. you guys ever listened to the Your Favorite Band Sucks podcast? <laughs> so many times. Their first episode is The Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah, guys are great. great. I feel like that's quickly turned into one of my favorite podcasts. They've, they haven't made a new episode in like two months, dude. Yeah. I'm really wondering what's... I mean, it's the holiday season, but what's going on? I don't know. But I miss them. Yep. They produce a lot of good shit, though. But Come with, back, Tyler. We've Mark, talked we about them you. before. Do they, do they have one on Blink-182? Yes, they do. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Metallica. Do the Metallica one. There's like four different parts to the Metallica one now. Shit. What, what, there's one that's got like three or four different parts, too. It's like Aerosmiths or some shit. Yeah. So it's just every, like, no holds bar, every band? No hold. The first two episodes they do, number one is the Beatles, number two is the Rolling Stones. Oh, great. They also do an episode on Beethoven. And it's basically just why they suck? Yeah, why these bands suck. Like, if it, the, every podcast ends the same way. If such and such is your favorite band, your favorite band sucks. That's good. Do they tear apart Tool? They tear apart Nirvana? Like, everybody. So what do they listen to? They tell you what they listen to. They're like, if you think you like this band, you should be listening to these other bands. <laughs> The other part that's great is when they do that, inevitably, three or four episodes down the road, they tear apart those other bands, too, <laughs> Nice, which is great. Yeah, it's just really, no. and they tell you, like, don't start off with a band that you like because you will get really mad. Start with a band that you don't like and listen to it and then appreciate the format a little bit and then dive into something that you're fond of. Uh, which I did I used to like Tool my, and I tell you what after hearing their viewpoints I really could give a shit less if I listened to Tool again yeah one of my favorite bands all the way through college one of my favorite bands top band like it was at the at that point in life people would be like what's your favorite band and I said unequivocally Social Distortion they do not say a single thing that is wrong about Social Distortion everything that they do to tear those guys yeah you didn't like that you didn't take you didn't take a little pleasure in the fact that they shit talk people calling it social D and then spend half the episode calling it social D. Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying. Yeah. Know. It's like it's a shirt for guys who wear polyester bowling shirts and drive fifties fifties <laughs> station fifty fifties sedans. It's like yeah, that's you're not wrong. Okay. Dead air. Yeah. I'm dragging ass. Like I said, this is the New Year's Day. We probably should have recorded this last night and just been fucking shit-faced. Well, except I wouldn't have been here. But that, I mean, that's not a requirement. It's kind of a requirement. I couldn't imagine doing this without you. Oh. Oh. George doesn't have anything interesting to talk about. Uh, no, yeah, so I want to know. I'm the okay. most boring guest you have. No, like, so you grew up in Miami. Where else have you lived? That's it. I've lived in Miami and Portland. Miami also boring. and Portland. That's it. It's fucking so, whatever. No, so like that's the other thing I want to know is so what else about you? We know you ride a bike and we'll get into all the nuts and bolts and no pun intended. Like the spe- the specifics of your wheels. We can talk about my nuts too though. That's fine. What else are you into? Like what else what do you do for Man, work? What are your hobbies outside of motorcycling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh a lot. 
it's I'm kind of a jack of all trades in that sense. Like I've never I've never gone head first in one thing. I've always thought I wanted to. And then the second I start, I'm like, I realize I've got so many other things that I like. But um, man, I've, I've been a musician for 15 years. Uh, Pre-COVID, I was bartending at a bar in Portland called Palomar, which was a Cuban bar, which worked out for me. I was the only Cuban in the front of house. Uh, man, I've been doing a lot of sewing this past COVID, which is weird, but fun. Been learning a lot about that. I picked up some sewing a while back. Yeah, it's fun. I made my own vest. Yeah. Yeah. Made like this super thick cowhide vest for riding with. I like it. Yeah, being able to sew is a good skill. It is. It definitely is. It was frustrating for a few days. But once you get it, it's kind of makes sense with everything. Yeah. Uh, So bartender wise, are you one of those fancy bartenders that shows off behind the bar or are you just like where I ended up working uh so the to give you like a perspective the owner of Palomar uh was on the cover of like GQ magazine uh some years ago for being like best bartender in the country uh the guy is an ama- like an amazingly hardworking and and uh and talented dude and also a great great person to work for but his like steps of service and everything that went along with the cocktails and shit were definitely fancy. Told you I can't have Pearl. This asshole. Every time I get a six pack of Pearl, drinks them all. Every time. It's the it's it's third time I put Pearl in the fridge and I haven't had one yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I need to get. I need to be on mic to defend myself. Number one, I don't like Pearl. I didn't see another beer in there, so it's not fucking me. It's somebody else. So you so you you drink my beer even though you don't like it. I don't drink it. I got this is the oh, first time I've so ever you're pulled just a pull. beer in a koozie and you're not gonna drink it. No, this is the first time I've ever pulled a pearl out of that fridge. You think? This is the first time I've ever been sober enough to remember pulling a pearl out of the Because I've watched you drink my pearls. Maybe that's maybe that's why I get so drunk. I don't realize they're Imperials. Yeah. Yeah, they'll fuck you. Whatever, up. dude. I will have one and then you can whine and bitch about somebody else drinking them because I honestly don't have a recollection of drinking all your pearls. <laughs> I can I can name at least one time when I watched you drink several of them. Well but that's okay. That's okay. Enjoy them. The first time I'm I had sorry, where'd that bottle of mixtures come from? That was my birthday present from somebody who thought they were my friend. <laughs> I think you're supposed to hold birthday presents over people's heads, bro. Right? Like, if, he's gonna, cool. if he's going to bitch about me drinking his $8 pack, $8 six pack of beer. I'm that's gonna, it? It's an $8 six pack? No, it's not. It's probably 12 or 13. I think it's 12, yeah. No. It's Something not, like that. I it's not cheap. No, but I, I, mean, I, I really don't care. I just like giving I also don't particularly, I, I don't care for it. I love I love lots of stuff. The ten. It's does. great it's when not. when like the one beer that you like that you can't keep in stock, and the person who keeps drinking it just says, "I don't even like it. I just drink it because you buy it." <laughs> I mean, that's it's awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, true. Oh shit! The other day I had a Narragansett. It's one of the shittiest beers. It's like right right running on the tails of Montucky Cold Snack. Oh, uh, Steel Reserve. That's the worst. Sorry, dude. That's not a so first. Steel Reserve's not a beer. It's a malt liquor. Oh, and that's so that's right. a different category of garbage. But Narragansett, I hate that shit. But I had a free one the other night, and I was like, hey, this isn't that bad. Always better when it's free. 100%. Okay, hams. I love hams. I do love hams, too, but it's pretty shitty. Uh, Yeah, Bobby drinks hams almost exclusively. <laughs> yep. Uh, Yeah. 
I love hams also. I will never turn down a pork soda. Anyway, you were talking about your restaurant before Adam so rudely interrupted with his diatribe about his beer. Yeah, it was nothing. Uh, but put it on my tab. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will personally. Uh, but yeah, it was a fancy bar. It's a. It's like a highly. Everything's curated to this like extreme like Cuban old Cuban fifties Havana like aesthetic. And all the cocktails were, you know, I would have mixed drinks. I'd have blended drinks. I'd have, you know, shaken all sorts of seven step cocktails. So it was definitely intense. Is it one of those places where if somebody asks you to do something different, you tell them to kick rocks? Uh, no. Cause the owner, the owner is really sweet about, um, taking care of people, like really making it like as a customer before I worked there, I went in there and it was honestly like the best fucking experience. All the food was delicious. All the drinks were amazing. And the servers, the bartenders, everybody was just on point. Um, so that's the kind of place that he that he just, you know, runs and it works. Cool. It's a good place to work too, as far as like if you care about that industry, like and I only really started caring about bartending a couple of years ago and uh and working for, for Ricky, it was definitely like, okay, this is like where my skills will will like grow. So I definitely like after a certain point had some flair, was like flicking tin, tins up. And you know, the, the main thing is if you could still be Mick Jagger to your, to your bar patrons while you're slammed making nine drinks and, and like balancing that talking to people and holding a conversation while storing all that, like knowledge in the back of your head of what you're doing. I mean, if Tom you know? Cruise can do it, you should be able to. Yeah. Tom <laughs> Cruise is full of shit, bro. Uh, have you seen that documentary sucks. cocktail? Yeah, him. <laughs> I mean, he makes it look good. That's kind of what it's like, though. He's not the one doing that shit. No, I know. No, it's a it's a stunt double. I believe it. That's yeah. why I said fuck him right off the bat. I looked at George's Instagram before coming in here, and there's this really neat video of him like shaking a drink shaker like he knows what he's doing. Makes me feel inadequate. Is he holding it like a shake weight? <laughs> no, yeah, hey, Adam, your bar is great. I was just telling. Oh, so. it's set up well, but I can't. I can't. Like, I, I did put see on a shaky show. hand a little bit, a little bit. I was, I was noticing oh, some some questions being made, and and you're just silently over there at your bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am not with it today. That's for sure. I'm yeah. still. Yeah, I woke up with the shaky hands from four days of drinking heavy whiskey every night, and Fair. yeah. So next drink will be nice and stable. It's a, it's a good bar though. You got a good bar here. It's coming along. Maybe you know, it should be a Pearl IPA. Oh. Uh, when we first started, it was just a bottle of whiskey and a couple microphones. You know, now it's, it's true. Like it's it, developed it, into it, some good seriously, shit. Seriously, we started out with we. I mean, we would drink it all in one week, in one one episode. one episode. But like, yeah, it is. It's developed. There's Bailey's up there. I can't believe you still have any of that swole left. There's just a splash of that left. It was yeah. delicious. You got a coffee maker up in here. Uh, no, but I got a couple of cans of oat milk coffee in the fridge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's see you asked. Me I do have a coffee maker downstairs. Oh, okay. Well then you're good. Yeah. Which it'll probably migrate up here when we get the new coffee maker for downstairs. Quit playing with your springs. I can't do it's the springs. We need to grease them or something. I'm yeah. just trying to get the mic in the right place so that I don't have to fidget around too much. And it's, it, it's shitty. I'm sorry. All no, that background okay. noise is me. I'm making all the noise. Adam is a perfect angel, and George is the best guest we've ever had. <laughs> I feel like everything you said was the opposite. Now I'm offended. <laughs> now I'm like, fuck you, bro. Well, you should be. 
you weren't here earlier for the conversation about uh, the the Urban Dictionary word of the day that I learned a couple days ago, Schrodinger's douchebag. All right, explain. Do you know Schrodinger? Are you familiar with Schrodinger's cat? Just I'm going to say yes. Well, if you don't understand Schrodinger's cat, then the, the Schrodinger's douchebag doesn't make any sense. That's so. Just tell me. So tell you about Schrodinger's cat. No, Do the, the fast and the dirty about Schrodinger's right, cat. So. Schrodinger's douchebag is a guy who pops into a, a group of people and says something offensive and then waits to see the reaction of the people around him to determine, to decide whether or not he was quote unquote, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, that's me. You should be offended. I feel like we've all been that guy though. Yeah. Well, and then my buddy made a really good point. He said, if it was really Schrodinger's douchebag, wouldn't he just like pop into the situation drop the bomb and then dip out. And then he wouldn't know. And everyone in the group would be simultaneously offended and not offended, <laughs> which is really true. More true to form of, of the Schrodinger's cat thought experiment. You just got to leave. Yeah. You just come in, say some fucked up shit and walk out. <laughs> next time you invite me on the show, mm-hmm. I'm going to show up really late or after the next break, just come back in, say something yeah. and then leave. <laughs> Fair. Perfect. Uh, I want to I want to circle back around and ask, what do you play? Uh, I play a few things, but mainly for the past fifteen years, it's been percussion. skin flute. Skin flute. That's been longer than fifteen years. Uh, well, it's probably if you're eight, thirty, it's definitely been. Ago? Yeah, I was gonna say if you're eight, thirty, eight, it's been more than fifteen years. Nineteen, yeah, something like that. No, I've been I've been playing percussion though for most of my life. You know why a drum machine is better than a drummer? No, because it can keep a beat and it won't fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I've been accused of both. <laughs> You're not wrong. That sucks. <laughs> it's it's pretty accurate. Yeah, you look like you feel like you're being called out over there. Yeah, I've, I feel like I've been getting called out by this asshole to my right all night. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're so- bald. You touch your I, dick. I never said. <laughs> I never said the word bald. I said you have no hair. It's different. And something you should know about me, George, is that if I give you shit, it's because I love you. I appreciate that. I know. If I'm, I'm if I'm super cordial with people, courteous, professional, it's because I don't care enough to get to know you to find things to pick on you about. Seems to be the only people I care about too. Good shit. Yeah. We fist bumped. For the for the, <laughs> for the for viewers the for the viewers out there, we fist bumped. <laughs> Can somebody add in a fist bump sound effect? <laughs> we don't have that kind of budget. That's yeah. true. That's so I'm listening to speaking of podcasts. I've been listening to the Fake Doctors Real Friends podcast, and I'm loving that shit because they've got like a producer and a, an engineer. Because it is a legit podcast on iHeartRadio. So it, the production quality of that shit is crazy good. And it makes me really jealous. And at the same time, honestly, with with the exception of being able to insert sound effects and clean things up just a smidge in the in uh, post, our podcast is as entertaining. I think so. I think we run a pretty good show here. Yeah. Like it'd be nice if we had somebody that was sitting behind Google, they could ask questions, you know, we can just like throw questions at and mm-hmm. be like, Hey, is that still like the thing or am I talking out of my ass right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that's really cool about that show is their producer, they will say, Hey, Joel, can you ask Bill such and such question? Bill Lawrence, the creator of scrubs. And then 
their engineer will insert a sound clip of Bill answering the question. Like oh, live nice. as it's going? Like No, just, no, it's they, they record it, it and then they do a bunch right. of editing and post and then they insert it in post and then when they put it up, it's it's not seamless, but like, can you ask Bill this question? Yeah. Yeah. And then Bill will chime in and say the thing. And then Zach or Donald or whoever will be like, thanks Bill. (laughs) Even (laughs) though like in real time, there's nothing there. Right. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, all the, all the good podcasts, they got teams, not all the good podcasts. I mean, you got, you got Mark Marin, who's got one person working with him. I think one person working with him, if that, and you've got, uh, Pete Holmes, who's got maybe one person working with him as well. And they're just rambling about shit they care about, like us. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Hardcore History? No. That show's great. It's too long, though. Some of the episodes are really fucking intense. Yeah, it's just like six hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that is too much. Some of the Scrubs episodes are are like an hour and a half, and that's too much. Yeah, Yeah, I can't. Like, I can't. One, I, I think Joe Rogan's a douchebag in a lot of ways, but like his episodes are just fucking long, dude. Ironically, our episodes regularly run an hour and a half to two hours, and I think that that's too long. We've topped over four a couple of times. Yeah, we we broke those up in pieces, but so we're, they were digestible. We're at an hour right now, like, and we haven't even talked about anything important yet. Yeah, we haven't like, talked about George's bike yet. You're cutting you're cutting half this off, right? No. Sure. Yeah, if that makes you feel better, that's no. exactly what I'll do. Like, anytime I sound stupid. Just yeah, I'll go through and listen to it word by word before my free working ass. Yeah, one hundred percent. John is not lying to you. He's he's a he's a true friend telling you the truth. Well, I'm I'm an open book. I'm good with all of it. I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now my deepest deepest darkest secrets. Oh, don't do that. You want to you want to hear it? I'm kind of <laughs> also also terrified of what you're gonna say. Do I look that? Do I look that scary? Seem that scary? No, not that you have any like scary. Just like I'm terrified of what you're gonna say. I have no idea what people like. I have met people through all different avenues of my life, and hearing some of them tell stories about their life, I'm like, I never, never would have guessed that that is a story that you have in your repertoire. Yeah, yeah, and I'm probably gonna keep them for like best friends and family when I'm on my dying deathbed. You should write them all down so that your grandchildren can find them and then publish them. What was that about? <laughs> who who was the dude that she referenced? I'm I'm doing a callback to the comedian we were listening to beforehand. She made a comment about finding someone's diary and then like putting them on blast after they had died. Wait, wait. When she had squatters in her in her attic, and she referred to it as having her her attic and franked. No, <laughs> no. She was talking about a famous a famous British a famous British uh, personality, whose like grandchildren. I can't remember. It was it was so like she was she's too quick for me to have retained any of it other than to know that it happened and it was funny. Yeah, she's hilarious. I don't remember if her name now is. Diane something. Diane, Diane Spencer. Spencer, yeah. Hilarious. Got it. Nailed it. We can't call her a ginger because that's offensive, but uh, she has red hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> ginger. It's not even gingers over there. They call them gingers. Or um, what was the other one? It's uh, uh, squirrels. They they call them gingers and orings, and the oring is a is a reference to orangutans. Oh, I thought they were. It was a reference to a stupid mispronunciation of orange. No, nope. 
They mean orangutan. Oh, that's that's rude. Rusty minge. That's rude. <laughs> Fucking people, man. Why can't we just all get along? I did like when she she made a comment like, just pretend like it's the Oscars and come up the red carpet. <laughs> uh, when we take a break, I'll have to play some of that. Uh, yeah. She's fucking great. Foul. I feel like usually the that whole like gingers have no soul shit. Uh, like every ginger I've met is like the coolest, funniest fucking person. Not everyone. Here's them, uh, a lot. Spoilers for everyone out there. No one has a soul. Oh, yeah. I, I had a feeling you were going there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I actually knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> it wasn't a spoiler. Gingers aren't alone. Yeah. You don't have a soul either. Yeah, yeah. yeah the other day I, I was actually like, I s- pulled up at a red light. I was I was on the on my bike and this guy had, had to have had it custom made. It's like lettering sticker on his bumper that filled the entire bumper and said, this ginger's got soul. And when I pulled up to the side, the dude was going down on three non-blondes. He was just like singing. I guess going down wasn't the right phrase to use. (laughs) I was more interested at that point. Are you kidding me? Yeah, going down on three non-blondes? Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, the whole phrasing on that. that little bit of whiskey you've been giving me. Yeah, Uh, that's the idea. But yeah, the dude was just going off wailing. And I was like, that dude's got soul. He's, He's not lying. A it, sober it, you, man's thoughts are a drunk man's actions. That's yeah. that's why we feed you booze. Sober minds or drunk speaks the in vino the, veritas, <laughs> yeah, bro. Basically, yeah. I'm still yeah. waiting to hear the story about going down on four non blondes. Yeah, that was it. That was the whole story, man. I, yeah, I didn't Deal. actually go down on three non blondes. Neither did that ginger. Uh, so what are you looking forward to for your, your first ride out? Oh, you know what? We haven't even talked about what you ride. Yeah. I got a 0640. but the most important part, an 883. Well, what color is it? Oh, it's white. It's cocaine. White. It's cocaine. It's cocaine, cocaine white. white. Yeah. It's cocaine white. Yeah. It's they Dr. Rock's called it favorite that. color. It, that's what they oh, should have called it. Isn't it called iceberg technically, yeah. right? They had a few of them. They had crushed ice. They had iceberg. They had a bunch of them that were like in that same kind of category where it's like this, this just brilliant white with a pearl and a little bit of like, it's like blue, blue it's metallic like, pearl. It's beautiful. Mixed in it. Yeah. And oh, I got crushed ice. So it's not cocaine. It's meth. <laughs> it's meth. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> meth white. Meth white. Wait, but, meth white just doesn't have that ring. You need that extra syllable. I kind of like, like meth white, white though. I think it depends on who you are. It has a ring to me. Fuck dude. Harley marketing opportunity. Next shade. <laughs> Walter White. Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> what color is your bike, bro? Walter White. Got that Walter and it's just White. blue. It's just it's like blue. glass it's blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> what color is your bike, bro? It's Walter White. <laughs> yeah, that's where they've been fucking up is the color names. Like, they, they used to have really cool names for their colors. Like, they had Amber Whiskey and uh, they had the, the Crushed Ice. They had uh, you know, a bunch of shit like that. And now it's like Billiards Blue. Doesn't Bonneville, matter what you blue, name the color rust, or what color red. you paint the bike, because Jason Momoa is just gonna rattle can it black. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dope. What does he ride? Do you know? Oh, I can't remember the bike. They gave him one of the soft tails for free, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. <laughs> we could easily find the video of him like unboxing it and determine really easily what it was. But when they launched the new line of soft tails, and they got rid of the Dyna line. 
they gave a bunch of celebrities and influencers bikes. That's fucking crazy. And they gave him a red denim something. And he immediately rattle canned that shit black. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. That red denim just looks like primer anyway. It just looks so shitty. I like that. I like that color. I like that shitty color. I would buy a Harley. Well, you that have was like a shitty burgundy primer. color. It's it's uh, excuse me, sir. It's hard candy custom red. <laughs> I was kidding. big red, big red flake. It yeah. is man. It's got serious stripper flake. Before I named her Dottie. I thought about naming her Crystal because she's got a stripper paint job and big jugs. Oh, yeah. Moderate jugs. Oh, yeah. I mean, comparatively. <laughs> Reasonably sized jugs. I guess mine's got tiny jugs. I got little little bitty jugs. They're not the smallest jugs anymore. They're not. Harley now makes smaller. You can get a five, 500. Yeah, that's nuts. With a Harley Davidson badge on it. You can get one without jugs, technically. Harley. Yeah. Yeah. Got the electric now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pan Americans coming out. Yeah. You know, that's part of what brought Jason Momoa to mind. I was talking bikes uh, with one of my coworkers today and he's supposed to be part of that launch. I want to ride it. Uh, I just, I keep getting emails from them. They're like, get on the waiting list for the Pan America. And then it doesn't have a price. Nope. You know, nothing. It's just like sign up for it and get on the waiting list for when they come in. So you can buy one. And I'm like, I no, I'm not. I'm not that fluid where I can just be like, oh, are you selling a $12,000 bike for $30,000? I'll commit and <laughs> fucking put my name on the waiting list. Like, I have no idea how much that thing's going to cost. Mm-mm. I do want to go look at do it. Do we have a price on the Bronx yet? Do we know? And Nothing serious. Like, nobody's committed. Yeah. So, <clears throat> no, tell me what it's going to cost and then let me ride it and then I will still not buy it. Yeah, if they had a demo day and they're like, like for the launch of the Pan American, we're going to do a demo day, sign up for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd sign up for it and then probably go back and do a trade in for one of them. Yeah. Really? Honestly, if the price is right. Well, I guess you do have more than one bike. Yeah. I've got a couple of Harleys, so like it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. One of them I'm trying to get rid of anyway. Which one? The red one. Oh. The FXDX. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, dude. Your first Dyna. There you yeah. Go. That would actually be Wait, a good can we, bike. Can we stop beating, beating around the bush? What? With the with the whole I don't ride a Harley. I didn't say that at all. Why would you say that? You said it. I've never said that. And like not prove, on record. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> you wouldn't like it. I just lay there. <laughs> you made me say it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make you say anything. <clears throat> I did ride out to Savi's Island with George the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was nice. I was he up. able to keep up? I kept up. Yeah, I fucking see, he kept up. beat Fuck the you. shit out of that bike. Like I believe it. Now, granted, when it's I that small, you have to beat the shit out of yeah. it. I wasn't giving it all I had, but every time I checked my it's, mirror, he was right there. When I'm when I'm going like 80, it's screaming-ish. When I'm like 90, it's screaming. 06 is still a five-speed, right? Yeah. No? Okay. I think sporties are all five speeds. It wasn't a shot. I was trying to remember. I'm new. Yeah. I'm new to Harley. This this Harley's my first Harley. So yeah. there's a lot of shit about the family that I don't know. No, I mean me too. And the, I mean to give you that perspective, like you know the bike I was riding before this. I have no idea what bike it was. The '78 Goldwing. Oh, that's a beautiful bike. Giant, fucking, you know. Was it fully turquoise? Still or? No, it didn't have the fairings. It just had some bags, and but you know it looked a little. I, I mean, I'll show you a picture, but. Right. It's beautiful, but going from that to to riding a sporty, it definitely felt small, but it still felt like a whole. It's a Harley. It had mm-hmm. a different kind of soul. Like it, even though it's smaller, it felt like it had more power than that Goldwing, which is weird. Yeah. Have you ever heard a modern Goldwing? 
Sounds like a goddamn sewing machine. Yeah. No, no, I, I've heard him. That's not good. You, you, have you heard of modern Goldwing? I'm not exaggerating. That shit sounds like a sewing machine. Yeah. Like more than any other modern bike out there. Like I shit. Yeah, he's not wrong. Like I'm going to find you an, I'm going to find you an exhaust note for a, for a modern Goldwing with fucking ridiculous with Goldwings too, especially like modern ones. I sometimes just wonder why you don't just fucking buy a car. Like it just, it, it gets to a point where you're, you're not feeling the road. You're not feeling the wind. You're not like, that's because I want to do an iron butt and then do another iron butt and then do another iron butt. That's the discussion though. It's like, so what would you rather do? You know, 500 miles and, be completely having your ass kicked by your motorcycle. I mean, that's, that's or, me right now in my sporty for sure. Like I yeah. rode down to Ashland and I got my ass kicked. And then with, with that Goldwing, you can do, you know, yeah. 700 miles a day, every day and not feel it and not care. Yeah. Like it's just, they've done everything. They can well, that's possibly the, that's do the thing. If I'm, if, fatigue. I'm, if I'm falling asleep on my bike because I'm not either completely drained and exhausted because I rage hard the day before or super hungover. If I'm falling asleep on my bike, just on a normal day on a long ride, it's too comfy. That's when you just start digging the throttle a little more. Yeah, but it's still, it's just too comfy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's happened on my Goldwing. Yeah. But you know, the, the people that are buying those are mostly, I was going to say mostly people that are doing long tours, but nowadays I don't know, but it's hard to find a Goldwing from like that anywhere from the nineties or older that doesn't have at least a hundred, 150,000 miles on it. Yeah. Like, this one, the odometer broke at 85,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how many years ago. Shit. I mean, I'd like I to joke and say that people don't ride them. They just buy them to look at them, but people put a lot of miles. Oh yeah. On those when bikes. I, when I got it, it had, I mean, over 85,000 and I have no idea how many miles over. You're yeah. thinking of an ultra glide, Adam. What about an ultra glide? People don't ride them. They just buy them to look at them. Yeah. I would say the normal mileage that I, well, that's, that's six, one way, half dozen, the other two. Cause a lot of the, the ultra glides and stuff that we got in when I was working at the dealership were, you know, 45, 50,000 miles at three, four years old. But then a lot of them would come in with like 5,000 miles at 10 years old. You know, so it's, it's kind of split on that, but yeah, it is an investment. There are a lot of people that uh, want to own I a motorcycle more than they want to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> Pass half year. Dude, it's the, you know, I, I don't know if it was you, Adam, or who told me, you know, Harley tax, get ready to pay it. Oh, yeah. Dude, and whatever the Harley tax is, I can guarantee you it is the life of that bike is going to be less than the Ducati tax is for five years. Yeah, that's fair. I would never get a fucking Ducati, though. I mean, if I was independently wealthy and just had all kinds of fuck you money, I would own several Ducatis. Yeah, I would own several different kinds of bikes, but a Ducati would never be like. It's different with the Harleys, so like Harleys suck money out of your wallet because everything in the world exists to modify one. Yeah, whatever you can think of, it exists. That's one thing. Like with with every other Honda I've had, I know that there's been a huge market for it, but nothing like what I've seen with Harley. Do they have a Sibian seat for the? (laughs) I mean. You know, (laughs) but then when you look at like, like, let's look at triumphs, triumphs, like the day they roll off the showroom floor, they lose almost half their value. Um, And then you're looking at a $2,000 maintenance uh, thing at 12,000 miles. So like when you look at triumphs for sale, you'll notice that they're always like at 11,500 miles and everybody's trying to ditch them before they have that first big maintenance day. And a Harley, you never really have that big maintenance day at, at, you know, X number of miles or whatever. It's always like oil change, check your spokes, 
make sure you have head bearings. Yep. Valves take care of themselves. If you have spokes. Check your yeah. spokes because they break and then you ride on a broken wheel and you don't know it and then you almost die. And you oh, yeah, you it. dealt with that one too. They had two broken spokes in my back wheel. I had no idea uh. why my bike wasn't tracking straight. <laughs> Weird. That's the thing about dinas. Like every little thing that goes wrong with them, they, they fucking don't track and they start wobbling all over the place. Yeah. I didn't die though. You didn't. I rode fast and I didn't die. Sponsorship. Yeah, ride fast, don't I? Was that our first trip out to Give us to Ben that you had the broken spokes? No, you had that it was fixed when, I, when we did the second trip. No, I had it all fixed when we did the first trip. Okay. The broken spokes I found out about when I got back from Oregon run last year and I dropped it off at the shop to have all the modifications done. Right. Yeah. And then I had to buy a new rear wheel. I still have the broken rear wheel in my trunk. So if anybody wants to buy a broken uh, spoke Harley wheel, I'll sell you one cheap. Dude, you're going to have like... You should lace line up a 19-inch rim on that thing. I just need to lace up this rim and then have a backup rim. Yeah, and you should do it as a 19. You you show me where I can get a mag for less than three grand. Oh, I can do that all day. You should be able to get like one of the... So you can get the... Uh, I don't want to give up all my secrets. Yeah, don't. But... Not I'll, on the I'll air. talk to you off air. <clears throat> Real burp. Because there's a bunch of ways to work around that. I've been doing a lot of research because I want to do some new wheels on my bike too. I almost had George's, but then Legion talked me talked him out of it. No, a lot of people talked me out of it. Every time I see somebody with a new uh, bike on, you're like, uh, let me get that. You want those mags? Yeah, no. Anytime I see a dude with a new, I was like, oh, check out my Dyna I just got. I'll hit him up and we're like, hey man, anytime you want to upgrade to spokes. <laughs> 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 Yeah, Adam almost got me on that. <laughs> it works sometimes. Like, I know a lot of people that have made that. Adam, I'm thinking Adam's my friend. <laughs> so there's a couple things about spokes that I 100% will will aesthetically, stand by. Aesthetically, they look way cooler, in dope. my opinion, for what yep. I for Agreed. what I like the bike to look like. If they could make a spoked wheel that performed as well as a mag wheel, I'd be over it all day long. But it just never will. The technology, even those, even those. Uh, edge rim like the new uh a lot of the european bikes have tubeless spoked rims yep they still are a spoked rim you're still gonna have uh adjustments that you have to make you're still gonna have rubbing you're gonna still have breakage there's nothing you can do about a spoked rim that's gonna make it perform as well as a mag rim except for things like ride comfort the reason adventure bikes have spoked rims is because they are way more forgiving. And if they break, you can fix them most of the time. They don't just explode. Yeah. Um, so aesthetically, I 100% am a spoke guy from a look standpoint and ride comfort. If you're looking for something cushy, but I'm not, I'm looking for something that I can rip the shit out of and put a high performance tire on and not really have to worry about. I'm not going heavy off-roading. I don't need wheel flex. I don't need rim flex, like the kind of stuff that you're looking for when you're doing harder, more uneven surfaces. I mean, that's how Adam almost got me. It was just because I cared about how it looked. Mm-hmm. I, thought it, I thought it looked dope. That was it. it almost had it. Dope. You just got to pay the tax. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, the, the next thing I want to do... If, aesthetically is like powder coat those wheels black yeah Lime that'll green, look bro. good because the whole the whole look i got on the bike right now is like I, I want a little less chrome and it's all with the with the 
fenders and the tank being white, that kind of white and everything else just being like glossy black. 12 pack of That's beer and a can of barbecue paint. We'll just take care of you. <laughs> you just rattle can that shit? Yeah. Yeah. It'll last. It'll last a little while. Classy dip lasts a good long time. I mean, honestly, if you I'm guys, gonna, if you guys want to help me at some I'm point, gonna, sunny. I'm going to say I've seen bikes with plastic dip rims. Don't plastic dip your rims. No, no, I'm not doing no, that. If you I'm saying, pla- I'd rather you, rattle you can. You can plastic dip it, but you have to plastic dip it with their gun. If you're trying to do rattle cam plastic dip, it's going to look like shit. That, the rattle cam plastic dip is designed for like tool handles and stuff. It's not made for for a fine finish. If you want a good finish, you buy their it's turbine It's not about gun. the finish. Anytime, as soon as you, that plastic dip doesn't, on a wheel, doesn't hold up to road debris at all. It gets shredded and turns to, to garbage. And I can, and I'll, I'll show you, I'll show what? you videos. Just kind of like I disagree. Before you do it. I disagree because I've been watching the uh, right. the DIY the dip your car stuff for a while, and I've watched them do a lot of wheel sets. And if you do it right, they come out looking really good, and they last well because it's uh it's like a rubberized product. So rather than chipping off, it like the the rocks will hit it and bounce off. Most of the things that people do is like they drive it too soon before the before it has a chance to cure up. Yeah. They'll like they'll shoot their wheels and then go drive it that day, you know, and the paint's not cured. Anyway. I am always uh, about learning new things, even if that means admitting I was wrong about something. But I've never seen a good-looking set of plastic dip wheels, personally. I'm looking across the table at the guy who professionally builds cars and shit. <laughs> How many wheel sets have you plastic dipped, John? Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> but he's also not working with budget customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know so there's that if i had unlimited funds no plasti dip would not be something i'd be looking at yeah i think powder coat's the way to go yeah powder coat's okay but even powder coat's gone to shit over the last few years like the epa got a hold of the powder coat companies and just cut the nuts off their product it used to be yeah. rock hard like it never chipped now it's like it's just a step above rattle can these days you're almost better off just rattle canning them and then touching them up every season. Shit. Yeah. But that's just my experience. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That would look good. Yeah. And then you can get like a, like a semi-translucent finish. That'd be pretty badass. I'll do a rainbow anno on there, bro. <laughs> Anodize them white. Have white wheels, white paint. I, I had that thought too, actually. I did. Because I'm trying to just get rid of more chrome and replace it with black. But it's so weird how that flipped. Like when I was growing up, everybody wanted chrome. And chrome was like was more expensive. If you wanted a chrome part, it was forty dollars more than yeah. than a black part. Now it's flipped. The chrome parts are cheap. Nobody wants them. Black parts, which are cheaper to produce, yeah. are more expensive. Yeah. It's it's not all of it, definitely. I don't want to black out the whole thing, but I definitely want to keep the pipes, which are chrome, look nice. Yeah, totally. You ready, guys? Ready for a little break time? Mm-hmm. I need a cigarette. Let's do it. Then there's like, you, yeah, I like wake up naked, you know, walk out of my hexadome, and make the line into coffee. The only two plate, the only two things that you can use money for at Burning Man are cop for coffee at Center Camp, and ice. Is the only thing, two things money is good for at Burning Man. The rest is like a gift-based system. It's not even bartering. It's like, I got this thing. 
here it is. No expectation for anything to return. Jake and I sitting on the roof of the school bus, yelling at everyone that rode past to stop and show us their asshole. Yeah. <laughs> we gave him an otter pop and a shot of liquor and dragged him on the roof with us to continue heckling. <laughs> nice. Before long, we had the whole roof of the bus full of drunk idiots. <laughs> hammered, yelling at everyone to show us their that's, asshole. Dude, that's, like, what, that's what people don't get. A, people don't get that about Burning Man. Like, you say Burning Man and immediately you think like hippies and like, no, it's a salty, like dude, there's fest, there's the like, crustiest punk fucking like oh yeah the, the all Thunderdome, yeah like, dude no no it's not it really is like all sorts of fucking people yeah. it's not you get you get doctors you get for sure yoga and meditation and shit and then you got like death metal and fucking cocaine yeah yeah yeah. The fuck Dude, I got the the buoys right there. The buoy. Thank you, George. You're welcome. You could have had one from the beginning. <laughs> oh. Are you recording? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good place for all walks of life. Not all life. Dude, if you want to, like, the coolest part about fucking Burning Man is you could do whatever the fuck you want. Is Seriously, you got it in you. If you want to have, like, a seven-day drug-induced orgy, you can make that happen. If you want to, like, talk to no one for seven days, you yeah, can make that happen. Just be nomadic. If you, playa, that's an option, dude, like. whatever the fuck you want, you could do it. As long as you're not, like, a creep or an asshole, like, it's going to happen for you. I don't know. That's what, what I want to know is... Can I walk around? Dude, I saw I saw this guy build a, a bicycle. Shirt that the shirt shirt cockers are bad. They're, that's so that's, that's what I'm mad shit for shirt time, time You won't you won't get so shamed, I'm but that, you I'm know. I want to walk it back a couple steps before we moved on. Before I, are we recording again? Fuck yeah! So I want to walk it back a few steps before I said What I was gonna say before I said never mind was. So what I want to know is, can I walk around the playa wearing a t-shirt and nothing else without anybody giving me grief about it? And I know the answer to that question you is won't, no. No, you won't get grief. You won't. You won't. You won't get you grief. Won't catch people off guard. You will like, come start talking to you about halfway through your conversation. Like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> that's going to happen. No, they won't because all of my t-shirts ride well above my waist. There's going to be no surprise. I'm not like, I'm not wearing, this is in the 90s, bro. I'm not. I'm not wearing a big old baseball jersey like crisscross. So are we recording this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So no names. I was hanging out with someone on Playa, and uh, like he's wearing a fur thing or whatever, but junk fully exposed. And we're talking to this person that just just got there, just got introduced to the whole deal and whatnot. We're just shooting the shit with this random stranger. He goes to shake my buddy's hand, and he's like almost at waist level, and he just like. Do you want to hold it? <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, man. He had no idea that there was exposedness the whole time we were talking until they went to yeah, shoot that's, a, that's the fucking thing, though. Like, I, you might, you may get somebody that says something, but I feel like nine times out of ten you won't. It's just like, let your freak flag fly. Yeah, you want to, you want to be that dude. Fucking be that dude. Yeah, and then everybody will go back to their their respective camps and shit talk the shirt cocker. They yeah, but they'll never or, know. Uh, they, no one cares. Yeah, but they do know. Because that energy's out there in the universe, you oh, fucking God. hippies. Yeah.
It's a it's a good place if you want it to be. Also, the can I roll out to Burning Man and just fucking do burnouts and donuts all day on fuck, my fucking Harley fuck at yeah, Center Camp? Can. Well, you still could. You can. You could get. You no. You could get a. There's a speed limit, but if you go like and well, yeah, if you break if you break the rules every now and then, like at sunrise. Or I'm you're sorry. Is that indicated nobody. speed? Is that indicated speed or actual speed? I mean, how? Yeah. So if I'm doing a rolling burnout at 10 miles an hour, yeah, that's no. under. Well, look, at, <laughs> back back in the day, it was definitely more like anarchy. Do whatever. The, the the reason for people going out there was to shoot their guns and ride their vehicles as fast as they could. But the but the danger in that was before all the LED lights and everything at in the middle of the night in the desert on like a night let's say there's no moon, you literally can't see fucking dick out there. So people just walking around not covered in lights would get run the fuck over by people just going like 110 down the fucking desert. You know, Have you been to the wasteland that party? Robert, I haven't been to that one, but I want to go to that one. Yeah. yeah, John, can you do me solid? Over here on the other side of the ice, there's a black backpack, and on that, there's outside like drop pockets, and one of them has juice in it. Just smoke cigarettes like a fucking real person. Thank you. He doesn't have to wait an hour between breaks. He it's can true. Just vape I can just do it wants. all the time. So if I light up a cigarette in here right now, you can smoke a pipe, like a like a tobacco pipe. Yeah, yeah. Let me hit that. I got pipes over there. Where? Right. Let's set you up. Yeah, I appreciate that. I have not smoked a I'm pipe. I'm sorry, or, what now? Yeah, there's tobacco pipes over there. I see them now. There's a whole jar of tobacco. When did this shit happen? Yeah. It's been up there for a while. Fucking Sherlock Holmes. I want to ask a question, Adam. It's a business question, and uh, I can ask it, and you say, I'll talk to you about that off the air if it's not something you want recorded or whatever. Mm. Um, but how is the new tax that went into effect today impacting you guys? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, it's really, it's not my side of things. Um, we're and things are different here. I mean, yeah, I'll have to talk to you about it off air because okay. I don't, I honestly don't have uh real information and I don't want to like put it out there. No, that's fine. Um, I only ask because it's on my mind and that's how my brain works. Yeah. So it's on ours brain. too. And part of the problem is we can't get any real answers. So for anybody who's just listening to this for the first time, we, we do this podcast at a vape shop that I work at um, in Oregon, put in a new tobacco tax that includes vapes. And we're supposed to like, we're supposed to charge a percentage of it's 65% of your wholesale of wholesale. What? Right. So yes, but then, the, but then damn. that raises the question. It's like, I, I read, I read it before I voted for it. Well, there's a lot of stuff that that's in question. So fuck a tax. So technically, what they want us to do (laughs) is is to tax all of the hardware that's involved in vaping too, like the mods and stuff like that. And that's where people would get hit the hardest. You'll just you'll put brick and mortars out of business doing that because people will just buy it online and have it shipped there instead of walking into a store. Um, But the question then becomes what makes it a nicotine delivery device instead of just a battery box? Because that's what it is, a battery box. So if I can screw a light bulb in the end of it and hit the button and make it a flashlight, does that mean that it's not a nicotine delivery system anymore? Like, so do I tax it or do I don't tax it? Like, it, it's just tax, a battery. Do you Or do you tax the tanks and not the rest of the mod system? Right. And how does it work if the mod system includes the tank versus ones that don't include the tank? The and biggest we do question, manufacturing. So are you taxing the the nicotine part of our, our, our formula or are you taxing the flavors and 
the PG, VG and all that stuff too. It's like, so really where it comes down for me is as somebody who's already set up with a rig, like how is it going to impact me buying my juice? Yeah. I I wish I had a better answer for you, but the state hasn't been able to come back to tell us what the answer is yet. Okay. So, and we, we did get our tobacco license renewed before we started talking to the state about that. So we've got our licensees and everything in place and we're technically all legal again. But as far as the tax goes, they can't give us a straight answer. It's just like, well, is it a nicotine product? Then you have to tax it. Well, it's a battery. You know, it's literally like a well, lot of what we the, sell like, are just 18650 like batteries. A lot, a lot of the text, and I, I did not... I did not read it down to the minutiae. I read like the things that are really impactful, but a lot of the text mentions tobacco products includes including, but this is not a, your, your business specifically is not a tobacco product, right? There's no tobacco used in making uh, nicotine based juice. Like it's a, it's a totally chemical process. So, you should be tax exempt. Like the right. Church. That seems like, illegal. If yeah. that's the verbiage on the law. But that's the weird thing is that they include it wrapped up in tobacco, but there's no tobacco used in the production of the, of the stuff. Like every time a law passes for tobacco, they throw vaping in there with it. And it's like, there's, there's no tobacco involved. Are all, there, ever. are, are there nicotines that vape shops use that are tobacco derived? Or is it like as far as if you, they as do, they're dumb, know. like because the nicotine extraction from tobacco leaves so much residual shit behind. Like that's which is what you're trying to get away from when you're vaping. Anyway, you're trying to get away from the tar and all the other mm. crap that's in there. It's not the nicotine that you're worried about. So if you're doing an extraction, then you're still getting all that tar and stuff. You're still burning plant matter. Whereas, like, when you have a chemically derived nicotine, then it's just totally clean and all you're getting is nicotine. God damn, George, that smells delicious. It's fucking tasty tobacco. It's, it's, yeah, it's super a good one. sweet. It's nice. Th- that came from Rich's. I feel like, uh, I feel really fucking fancy right now. Do you know which, do you know which blend it is from Rich's? Uh, it's a Cavendish. Um, it's a blend. So back I don't even day, know. Back in the day, my shit was the Waz. Yeah. Yeah, that blend was really good. Are you supposed to inhale this shit, or is it like a fucking potato? Potato. I mean, potato, you'll, you'll be all potato, right. Potato. Potato. If you smoke cigarettes, then inhaling pipe tobacco won't hurt you too much. If you're not a smoker and you inhale it, you'll get that. Well, every that time I'm in Miami, shit. somebody ends up giving me a fucking cigar, and I inhale it, and then just feel like garbage because I don't know yeah. what the fuck I'm doing with the cigar. Yeah, just don't sit there and smoke it for I'm, eight hours. I'm like, like the worst Cuban. cigar. <laughs> I'm the worst Cuban. I play. I play the congas. So there's that. That's awesome. It's definitely like Cuban. Do you get $10 empanadas at Palm Beaches? Fuck no. <laughs> also, look, I don't look. The guy that owns Palm Beaches is cool enough, but I don't know who the fuck listens to this anyway, but fuck Palm Beaches. As far as like Cuban places go can in Portland, you, that's the worst. Can I question can I ask place. you a question about your joint for when it for when it opens back up? Yeah. Yeah. Um Cubans, you have Cubanos at, at your yeah, restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so here's, fuck up a Cubano. So here's the thing. Uh, so as far as like a Cubano goes, technically the original Cubano is called uh, Medianoche, which is I thought a, those were two different sandwiches. No man, there the Cubano is the whitewash version of a Medianoche. So it's essentially I was today years old when I learned it's like ham, uh, marinated mojo pork, and then you got pickles, Swiss cheese, and mustard and mayo depending on who you are, but that basically on the sweet bread that they make it on is the is the main thing now the tough part about 
the Cuban sandwiches in Portland is that no one can get that fucking bread except for Palomar where I work, which worked with, uh, I believe it was Grand Central to like, they went through like 14 different recipes. Ricky told me the owner told me to finally get that recipe for so you like have, authentic Cuban. So you, so you got a bread guy. Yeah, we got we got a bread guy. Well, and that's how that should be done. Like, if you've got a product that you need and you can't get it, you should be local, totally. working with somebody local totally. that, that you can get totally. together with. And, and, and a lot of the a lot of what people do, and I've and I've actually worked at other Cuban restaurants. I've worked at Kua the Kua, which uh, another uh, guy, the owner of that place, is a wonderful human, and does his best at creating like what should be authentic Cuban food. The only issue that I'd have with that is that his. Uh, <laughs> employees are children oh <laughs> they're, they're like young young kids are they family no oh no, no no they're just white kids they're just like portland you know kids that that are looking for their first job kind of a kind of a deal and it's all like he cooks it all in the morning and then it's just plated you know so it's not there's not a lot of there's not a lot of like know-how that goes into it yeah it's so good food labor but yeah it's like it's it's young kids do, making it essentially like serving it up to you and don't really give a fuck. So it ends up kind of hit or miss. Okay. Like I'll, I'll get like a burnt fucking sandwich every now and then when I go there. But regardless, you know, All right. the, the legit place for real is the, uh, Latin food truck market on Foster Powell or down. Fo- it's like Foster. Yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Foster and 72nd. God damn it. What's the name? There's a name think, for that. I think it's the, Mercado. The yeah. Mercado, the Portland Mercado. They have a Cuban food truck there. I think it's called Quebola, which is really funny because Cubans have like a whole, like every country has its own slang, right? Cubans, how you would say like, hey, how are you? In Spanish, it's hola, como estas, right? Cubans would say, oye, que vola contigo a city, which doesn't even sound like Spanish at it's that too point. many words. Right, it is. But they their their whole thing is que vola, which means like, what's up? Nice. Um, they make good Cuban food. I've been looking for good Cuban food. Like, yeah, I I dated a, a Cuban girl, and we went to. I made the mistake of taking her to Pan Biche, and she flipped out. She was like, "This is like poverty street food, and they're selling it for for like twelve, yeah. fifteen dollars a plate." That's she's my like, gripe about Pan Biche like, too. She's like, this this is worth a dollar sixty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I, well, yeah, it's rough. That's the best thing about like going to like Miami. Because if you want good Cuban food, you don't go to Cuba. You go to Miami. That's kind of like the the inside joke there. But because Cuba doesn't have food, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they fucking starve. That's racist. Nah, I can say no. It. That's that's political. <laughs> it's true as fuck. But Miami's where all the good Cuban they, food is. They get a lot of in Cuba. They get a lot of supplemented food from Russia, don't they? Like, they, yeah. Well, they used to more so when the Soviet Union was still a thing. But now it's all fucked up. It's and, it's all fucked up, and that's that's the main reason why I guess like let's air quote communism didn't work in Cuba specifically. This is derailing like crazy right now. No, this is exactly what a po- if you ever listened to our podcast. All right. All right. Well, so the reason why communist communism didn't work in Cuba uh, is only because of the trade embargo. Is only because they fucking got castrated from trading with the largest economy in the world and all of the Western countries that were attached to that. So when they had their only allies were other communist countries like Vietnam or Soviet, the Soviet Union, uh, you know, countries like that that ended up dismantling essentially, you end up losing all of your resources, anything that you can import or export, like. 
Cuba's known for sugar and tobacco. They can't fucking sell it to people that don't exist, you know? Sure. So in the, in the sense of like Cuba being poor and starving and everything being antique, it's really only cause not cause communism didn't work specifically. It's more cause they were just cut the fuck off from the rest of the world. But point, point of the food part, you get good food in Miami where you can get an empanada for like a dollar 25. You get the same one in Portland for five, six bucks. Yeah. And it's half as good. And that's, that's at best. And makes sense. You know, like there's some stuff here that's really above average. Like for, for what you can get in Portland on average for 12, 15 bucks a plate, if you go down to LA, you're looking at a you know sixty seventy dollar plate of food. But that's a lot still. Even twelve bucks a plate is a lot because I'm yeah. telling you, you go to Miami and you go to a cafeteria and you walk out having a coffee, a couple empanadas, maybe a Cuban sandwich. There's this place called Mary's Coin Laundry. That's a twenty four hour laundromat that has a, a little cafe out the window, and it is the tastiest food in Miami. And the most I've ever spent there is like thirteen bucks, and that's getting one of everything. Yeah. I feel like Portland needs a better street food culture. Like not, well, and I'm not talking about food carts because food carts well, we're also are killing that too. expensive. It's a, it's a Hilton now in the center of Portland. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Or, uh, or a, a Grand Bay or Ritz Carlton or whatever the fuck it's, it's going to be. But where that food truck, like the historic food truck bought in Portland, they're still, they're killing that too. Yeah. I, I even want to get away from like food trucks, like straight up. I want to see like Southeast Asian pods where it's just like all it is is an awning with a deep fryer and yeah. somebody just cranking out the most delicious shit in the world at like $2 a piece. Bring like, back roach coaches. Yeah. I'm down. Especially with the economy going in the shitter. Like I've been watching a lot of, uh, a lot of like street food TV shows on Netflix and stuff like that. And the stuff that they can put together, even in Japan, like they've got street food that for a dollar looks like it would fill you up, you know? And yeah. I just, I feel like there's a real place for that in Portland right now. You ever, if you can get the, if you can keep a place running, like how long would it take for them to catch on that you don't have a server's permit and shut you down? But that's you know? that's another thing about Portland too is it's so it's so quick the word of mouth here. You get yeah. any tiny awesome thing and it'll just blow the fuck up and just get totally destroyed in that in that way. Yeah, it's fuck. Yeah, we do. Is that so like you're broken yourself in with one of them? <laughs> so here's why I wrote myself in with one one of them. Uh, I have an opinion. I have lots of opinions about lots of things. Anyone who knows me knows this. One of my strong opinions about things is the number one cardinal rule of hipsterdom is never admitting or acknowledging that you're a hipster. So if I say that I'm a hipster, ipso facto, I cannot be a hipster. That's a long way around to say that you wear girls' pants. Yeah, I don't wear girls' pants. These are men's pants. <laughs> They're just skinny as fuck. They're just skinny as fuck. This specific, this specific cut is called tight. Tight. There's some burns in there. <laughs> <laughs> Pipe burns, bro. Oh, yeah. It's legit. This is the first ride. Adam was there for that. This is the first ride down to, to Bend for the pre, pre-party party when I burnt the cuff of my jeans He's that I'm wearing. Big, big, oh, yeah. Big hanging off your... Yeah, yeah, on my exhaust pipe. I was, lean- like real now. I was was leaning. I was leaning off. Like real damage. Yeah. That was a rip, man. That was a fun day. Yeah. I was we leaning went. off, and my heat shield was not in the right place. And I got there, and I looked down. And I was like, "Holy fuck! I've got holes in my pants." Yeah. I'm really glad it was in the cuff where it's doubled up. These aren't these aren't like Levi's though. These are nice. They feel like almost like Kevlar. They're, they're like Canadian, thicker. bro. They are 21 ounce denim. Yeah, they're heavy that's as nice. fuck. That's nice. 
let's talk about that route real quick that we took out there. Uh, we went again. Did we talk about that? Yes. Oh, well, maybe. I, guess not. I don't know. It's we been a couple talk. of months since sure. our last recording. I don't know. Mm. But if you want to know, we went uh, on a road. Yeah, we went on a road. And then we went on and got there road. and, and another road. road. I was actually talking about this route earlier today with that coworker who also rides. So like if you want to take a really epic ride and you've got nothing to do for a, a couple days, because it's like, you know, a good full day down and then a decent day back. Um, but yeah, I was talking about this route. Uh, yeah, the 26, 26, no. 12, 295. Or no, 26, we went out 212. To, we went out to Moppin and then down 397 and then back into Madras on 97 and then down to Bend. Is the like the the bullet points, but it was more, there were more switches. The first time we went, we went to Shanico. We went Moppin, Shanico. Yeah. And then went through Antelope and Bay took Coven. like the, the twisties there. That was probably the best part. I love that section of road. Was that bake up? That's that's we did bake it. oven to Shanico. Yeah. That was the, that was when we raced the Audi. I mean, no, that, no. It was the, the second Audi time we raced the Audi. We raced what? the Audi. We went straight through Moppin right on, right on down to Madras. Dude, this year is fucking up my brain so bad. Yeah. They tell me about it. I swear that was the first time. I mean, so wait, the so time. the, so the locust hailstorm was, that the was the second, first one was the first one. Yeah. That was this. That was the same trip as the Audi. No, it wasn't. God damn it! Because we hit the Locust on Bake Oven Road on our way out to Shanico, and then when we raced the Audi, we went straight through Moppin and up over the hill and down to Madras Jesus instead God. of turned on to Bake Oven. All right. One hundred percent taking your word. Yeah, I'm proud of that. I remember it well. <laughs> I held my own against an Audi R8. Yeah. Is a two lane or one lane? Two, two lane. Or I mean, one, I mean, it's, it's on one. and off. It's so two lane. No, yeah, two the, lanes it's head in, on. Two lanes in one direction. In places. In no, some no, places. So when you're, I'm when just you're referring about getting, to road, when you're referring to road style. Oh, you won't get stuck behind a car. There's almost no cars out there, and if yeah. you want to pass, there's plenty yeah, yeah. of straight room to pass. Yeah. There's not a lot of passing lanes, but you don't need them because right. it's not like a lot of people. You'll go through a twisty section where you're down to like 15 miles an hour, and then it'll open up into like a mile long straight stretch. Nice, yeah, like more than that. Yeah, those straight stretches are two or three miles, and they're rippers, and they are wide open, and you can see for miles, so you know whether like or not fun, you're man. looking at anything. It's a blast. I, I always think about all the trips like early on, and when I first moved to Portland, like just going to trim camp. Going down to North, Northern California, just trimming and all those mountains and thinking about, dude, yeah, yeah. But like just down there is so many mountain roads that are so much fun. My brain goes to a completely different place when you use the word, the phrase trim camp. Yeah, me too. I was like, I was like, I want to go like, to where trim is, camp. Can I go to trim camp? Where do I go to the camp with the trim? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not like that. No, boring. Yeah, it's not it what is, I hear from the girls who go to trim camp. It depends on what camp you're at, but yeah, you you could have like a horror story where everybody's like some crusty, like methed out, like fish grateful dead kid. <laughs> I love fish. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm you kidding. Do. I don't fucking love fish. Or you could get like a like a camp where it's like fucking like a five star resort where you get the the lead person like cooking you meals every night, and there's just like hot trimmer chicks that you have all you know fall to like flirt with them so. every time i hear fish it just makes me immediately think of mark Marin. 
<laughs> he's got a bit where he's like, his buddy's like, my buddy's always trying to get me to listen to fish. He's like, oh man, you got to check it out. It's so good. You just listen to fish. He's like, I, I just don't know. I just don't, I don't know how much time I have. <laughs> he's like, no man, you can just, you know, like just sit down for one day and just, like, no, no. I mean like on this planet, like I don't know if I have <laughs> enough time left to add that to my repertoire of shit, you know? Yeah. I've definitely been in that, in that room where someone's playing fish no. and, and an hour goes by and I'm just like, is this the same fucking song? Yes. Is this the same fucking song? Yeah, like is. an hour later, am I in the twilight zone? Like, yeah. how, is this solo going on for 14 minutes? Damn. I can't, I can't with that shit. I can't either. I can't either. I just do each his own. I just can't with that shit. We just evolved into a conversation about fish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to bring it back uh, into some sort of organized format because I am still really curious. We haven't really touched on. So right now, George has an 883 Sportster in Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> Before he had a Honda Goldwing. Was before there a that bike before that? Yeah, there was two bikes before that. Okay, yeah. so what I want to do, instead of going to the bike before that and the bike before that, and just take us all the way back to the beginning. When did you start riding? Yeah. When did you get licensed? What was your I'll, first bike? What was your progression of bikes? Like, Tell us about George, the rider side of George. So I could, I could go back before the first bike. Um, I Yeah, take us back when you were like <laughs> cruising around the streets of Cuba on your cousin's scooter. <laughs> there was a donkey in the back. <laughs> You had you a family your, of five. You and your Tio and your, yeah. your six cousins. Had a Volkswagen uh, motor in it because yeah. he can't get any good parts over there. Yeah, we got it. We got it from Nazi Germany when that was a thing. <laughs> oh, All right. No. Uh, so I, I never gave a fuck about motorcycles. Blasphemous on this podcast, probably. But no, you'd be surprised. A lot of people I, don't. I never gave. Nobody likes motorcycles. Two fucks dumb. about a motorcycle. Uh, my childhood. It was me and my little brother. And my little brother was the gearhead. He was the guy that from, I'm, I'm talking about before he had pubes, all he gave a fuck about was engines, was motorcycles, motocross, mainly um, Mustangs. He, when he was 14 years old, um, my stepdad at the time, his, his dad, so he's my half brother, but I've never thought of him as a half brother. Uh, he was the top half or the bottom half, <laughs> the, the middle <laughs> half. <laughs> He, uh, he For gave like knees, knees to nipples. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave his, his stepdad gave him a, his stepdad owned a garage where he'd build like giant fabricate giant, uh, garbage trucks, like weld the entire truck. And wait, we're in Miami now, right? We're no. in my, we're in Miami. You're, we're in like the ghetto, Cuba. like hate at little Haiti of Miami okay. where there's like strip clubs on every corner and it's like just garages and shit. Um, and my little brother has like a photo of him when he was like eight years old in an oil drum in a used oil drum. Like, well, that's how you got here, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. Should have never told you guys I was Cuban. Dolphins actually pushed the oil drum the last leg of the way. <laughs> so yeah, there were sharks hovering. That's what, that's the story Elian Gonzalez told. But, uh, so little, little brother is the mechanic. I'm the sensitive, dramatic fucking artsy kid who wants to play music. 
I'm I'm the fucking hipster before hipsters were hipsters. And that's gr- not true because you're younger than me. Well, a girl a girl would break up with me, and I'd I'd like you were emo. Yeah, like the world was ending. You know, I'd get sensitive about everything. I was always like trying to help everybody, trying to you know. And that's all I gave a fuck about. And all he gave a fuck about, like if I broke up with a girl and was like, oh, the world is ending. He'd be like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like there's a solution to this problem. Like, let's figure this out. We could fix this. He was always in that building mindset. Right. So he died when, uh, when he was 18 in a car accident and I was 21. I was, uh, completely world upside down, destroyed. Um, moved back to Miami. I was, I had, I lived in Portland for two years and he died. So I went back to Miami. Um, and then I really started uh, to basically take care of my mom cause she was not good, not doing well. And I started traveling and my traveling took me to South America. And then eventually it took me to Southeast Asia. And when I got to Vietnam, uh, I bought my first motorcycle. I bought this 150cc Honda Win, and I loaded that shit up with my giant fucking backpack and this like ballerina chick that I met that was like from Boulder, Colorado. And I took the Ho Chi Minh Trail all the way from northern uh, Vietnam and Hanoi, all the way down to Saigon. Fuck and off. Yeah, and I and I did this. That's where I learned how to ride a motorcycle. It was the scariest fucking thing, too, man. Like no no laws, no rules out there. New York uh, city, go fuck yourself. Go. I wrote the Ho Chi Minh trail, bitch. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's where I learned how to ride motorcycles. And it wasn't up until that very moment that the second I, I really got comfy on the motorcycle that I was going down this like jungle in the middle of fucking nowhere that CJ is his name. My little brother was so on my mind the entire trip. And I felt more connected to him understanding like, Oh, I get it. Like, I get why you gave a fuck about this. Like, this is the coolest, most liberating, freeing thing in the world that I've ever fucking done. And it, and it took the, this vehicle to like, show me that, to like really connect me with them. And, and essentially it was just love from there on out. It was that, that love for him that, that like connect still like almost every time I fucking turn on my, my bike, whatever bike it is, like I think about CJ and after eight years of him being dead, that happens less and less where he, where I think about him, you know, it's become a thing where it's been easier to cope with and something I don't think about often, but it makes it like a positive thing. I I get on my bike. I go on a ride with friends. I go on a ride alone. That's what I've done for therapy. Basically this whole COVID is just get on my fucking bike. Even if I don't have buddies to ride with, I'm just like alone, but I'm, I feel like I'm with my brother. So that's kind of like where it started and where it's at still answer your question in a super long-winded heavy way no, no that's, that's awesome i think uh the only uh the only intro to bikes story that even comes close to matching that is probably adam alexi yeah so uh the gauntlet's been thrown to all of our future guests on this show to have a better story about how you got into writing than uh adam and jorge have had <laughs> <laughs> like how you say my name now <laughs> with a little with a little hesitation <laughs> So what was your, so you bought that bike there. You obviously so left that, it there. You didn't bring yeah, it Yeah. So I bought it for 300 fucking dollars and all the other ones were going for like 200 bucks. And I asked this guy, I was like, why is it 300? He's like, it's the best one. I don't care how racist I sound. He's like, it's the best one. And I was like, would you go like 250? He's like, no, 
<laughs> would, would you go like 275? Because at the time we're talking about dong. That's the currency there. I know. <laughs> it's called dong. When they, when I gave them like 200 bucks and they gave me like a million dong back, all the jokes. Yeah. Like rolling in the dong. <laughs> so much dong. Raining dong. <laughs> Just, <laughs> fucking dong out the wazoo. Throwing dong all over everywhere. <laughs> uh, but like, so this bike was Wait, like. So you gave them American and they gave you. No, no, yeah. You like, you, you go to like a, like a bank. Okay. You go to a all bank, right. you put your fucking card in, uh-huh. they charge you a fee and it comes out as dong. It okay. like already does the currency exchange yeah, for yeah. you. Um, but yeah, it was like the difference with like, especially when you're budgeting and I, I was there for like almost a year. When you're budgeting, you're fighting over like pennies sometimes. <laughs> you feel like a fucking asshole, like some Western piece of shit that's like, damn, this is your livelihood. And I'm arguing with you over a dollar. Wait, I'm sorry. So do you speak Vietnamese as well? Uh, your pronunciation is terrible. 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 <laughs> I know like basic shit from everywhere I've gone. So I dated a Vietnamese girl when I was in college and I went you back to visit. Don't ever eat pho with Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's, it becomes a whole process. It's true. All of a sudden, you're like this shitty guy, Jim piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I never felt so bad in my life I as don't, I did trying to eat pho around that. I guy. don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't speak Vietnamese at all. But I'm pretty decent with pronouncing food off of a menu at a pho restaurant. Yeah. Bon tit. Yeah. Time in gan tan sak. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. I dated this Vietnamese girl in college. We go back to visit her family on the East coast and I'm helping her family. I'm helping her mom out with doing some renovations around her nail salon. Cause of course my Vietnamese girlfriend's mom owns a nail salon. <laughs> racist. <laughs> so we're doing all this work, not racist reality. So we're doing all this work and I get done. And her mom says, Gong, when we get done and my girlfriend whispers in my ear, she says, say this. And I still, to this day, I can't remember what the fuck the phrase is. At all. She's like, say this. So I repeat what I heard her say, but Vietnamese is tonal. So if you oh yeah, if you pronounce it wrong, Dude. if you intone it incorrectly, it means something different thing. entirely different. So I say what I heard her say with my white ears and my white mouth. And her mom looks at the other lady, the co-owner of the salon, and they start laughing. <laughs> and my girlfriend turns to me and she goes, You just told my mom you don't have lice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was saying you're welcome. She's like, you just told my mom you don't Dude, have lice. When I, when I found out, when I found out that they have like eight sounds for the letter G, yeah, I was like, no, I, this is not a language I'll ever fucking learn. And when you go G, 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 and you keep getting deeper, and if you fuck that up just a little bit, and you're saying something else, no, fuck that. I don't. I can't yeah. learn your language. That's insane. Well, not at, I mean, not at that, that age. You got to pick it up before you yeah. lose the ability to differentiate that stuff. But yeah, it's tricky shit. It's like yeah. Chinese. It's the same. Thai, Thai was easier. Uh, even like, even Mandarin, even like, even though Mandarin's tonal, that shit was easier than fucking learning, trying to learn Vietnamese. I forgot what the fuck I was saying before. No. So you bought the bike for 300 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and then what happened? I, so I rode it down all the way. I, I took a big loop around the north. I'll show you pictures later. It's yeah, yeah. like beautiful country. And then rode it all the way down and sold it to a Belgian dude for 350 bucks. Nice. Basically. Come up, how, many, how much is that in dong? In dong? How many extra dongs did Bro, you get? I think, I think it was like an extra like three or four million dong that I made off that transaction. So it's a lot of dong. dong. Yeah. It was a dope. It was like straight up look like Armageddon now. It was like. Army Green had. Uh, you mean Apocalypse now? You're Apocalypse now. Fuck. I'm a little drunk. You, no, the, it's fine. He's Cuban. Yeah. I don't we'll know. let it go. I don't know. Thanks. 
but uh but it was army green had a giant american flag sticker on the tank uh, you bought it that way i did yeah, they, and, and it's like a Vietnamese dude was working on it, and an old Vietnamese dude that was definitely was a kid like when Vietnam the Vietnam era wore. like surplus yeah. bike shit. Yep, um, and I would ride around shirtless with my army green helmet that I got to match, and I would ride. Like, I can't believe you wore a helmet, man. Good on you. I did. I did. It was it was like one of the like Bonneville like Bonanza shits. It wasn't like anything crazy. I wonder how many times that guy's resold that bike. Like you oh, sold it to the Belgian that's, guy, that's but that's all they do. That's all the they do. At the end of the year, you know that all, he went around to the junkyard, one found the, his bike, one bought of it the back. trippiest things that I found too was everywhere in Vietnam, everyone's a mechanic. Everyone. I'm I'm talking about women, children, men, young, old. Everyone is a mechanic. You could break down in the middle of the fucking jungle and all that there is is a couple huts. They're gonna have the tools to fix your bike. That's awesome. It's insane. It was nuts. Like that happened to me. Like I, I busted a tire, like some simple, I never had mechanical problems. Cause it was like a good bike. I rode with other people that would break down all the time. And like people would just like, it's cause they got the $200 bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, everyone's a fucking mechanic. So That's I, great. I ended up riding that all the way down. Holy shit. Real burp. That was a good burp. But yeah, it was a good, it was a good learning, uh, point too on, on like how to ride, even though it was such a tiny bike. Yeah. Tiny bike like that on, on tight roads, tight roads. I ended up taking a couple wrong roads where one of them was being built. So it was the rocks. They hadn't actually put the, the like pavement over it. It was just like white crumbly rocks. So I'm just like shaking fucking fishtailing the whole way through going like 15 miles per hour while people are like constructing and like who the fuck is this dude with a cuban guy with a beard riding this motorcycle down this road that we're building because it's not even a fucking road yet like i ended up in so many precarious places like the the joke like uh why the chicken cross the road came through my mind a trillion times and the only answer i came up with was to kill me <laughs> <laughs> Because every fucking time I go through a dirt village, there'd be a trillion chickens just like running up and down the road. And I and if I ran them over on this tiny bike, I'd fly off the bike. And if I hit the brakes on this dirt road, I'd fishtail and fly off the bike. So, yeah, that and children chasing me like I was some kind of celebrity was weird as fuck. Well, because you're American. Yeah, you're, I had you're, a beard. You're, you're, you're white. You've got money. So did you I, give the kids in that village dong? I, you know, some of them, some of them, I definitely laid down the dung on some of those kids. Just hitting those kids with all that dung. Hard dung. Yeah. Yeah. So you sold the bike. What's bike number two? Uh, I came back and, and bought what I could buy, which was a piece of shit 83 Nighthawk. It was a 650. Yeah, it still, run, still ran like the day it came off of the fucking assembly line. Probably not. Dude, are you kidding me? It's a Honda Nighthawk. Yeah, I mean, but it looked like got, it ran okay, but I, I saw him on that bike a few times and he'd show up with like a screwdriver arcing across <laughs> the starter solenoid to get that thing so, fired yeah. up. Like, so so I, I didn't I didn't one, I didn't know I like you know, never gave a fuck about motorcycles, fell in love with motorcycles in Vietnam because of my brother came back to Portland, was like, All I want is a motorcycle, don't know shit about motorcycles, bought the cheapest thing I could buy that ran, and then just that was it. And then the guy like basically told me like, Hey, the, the starter button doesn't work sometimes. So you might need to jump the solenoid. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Can you show me? So he basically just showed me like a screwdriver through the fucking solenoid sparks fly and the engine starts. 
was like, that's how I start my bike forever now. <laughs> that's how I learned how to start a fucking motorcycle, basically. I had to jumpstart my first Honda as well. I mean, like, uh, hotwire it every yeah. once in a while. It was different than that and less scary and less intimidating, but I didn't have a starter button either, but yeah. I did have a Kickstarter on it. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Every once in a while, the Kickstarter wouldn't work. It just wouldn't fire, and uh, I would have to hotwire it, but I know that life. Yeah. Every once in a while, sometimes you don't have people around. It's just you in the world. You hold a bike. A 1977 CB550. Yeah, that thing weighs as much as my Harley, dude. It weighs half as much as my Harley. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big it weighs change. it weighs two thirds as much. As my, I I tried bump starting that bike. The only way I was ever able to bump start it was if I had a hill. Yeah, the trick is you got to be up in like third gear so when you dump the clutch, used it doesn't to do it lock in, up the I used back to tire. It in I tried to do it in first. Plant it and drop the I mean, yeah, if you drop your ass into it hard enough. But, but what if you weigh a buck sixty? That's what I was gonna say. Is both of you assholes have a lot more ass than I do? No, yeah, like, I don't. I've uh, I've never been success. I was never successful in bump starting that that CB. Some people just don't have the touch. Burn. That's fine. So you had those. Those were the first two, and then the Goldwing, and then the Goldwing. Yep. And the Goldwing was a fucking dream. My and also, you know, girlfriend at the time fell in love with it because the back seat was like a lazy boy. Yeah, and that was it. We could we could fit a tent, a hammock, two sleeping pads, two sleeping bags. Yeah, I saw that. It had a it had all kinds of all kinds of shit. Fit all the shit. Question, in though, where, is, where where is she now? She's in my driveway. No, not the not the bike. Oh, my girlfriend. That's a, that's a source of. <laughs> well, your right girlfriend now. might be in your I don't need you to tell the, I don't need you to tell the. No, I'm. I'm not asking you to tell the story. No, what I, I'm, I'm asking is to story. prove. What I'm asking is to to prove a point. Like the bike's still here. Oh yeah, well, you know, something's Wait, is more. John the only one in this room that can't raise their hand when he asks that question? Like, <laughs> how many people have bikes that have lasted longer than the relationships? Yeah, I guess I can do that. You know, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, relationships made it through a few bikes. Yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, Which is a testament to the relationship because there are a lot of relationships that fail when the bike fails. That's like, true. Because the bike got wrecked and then the girl's like, never again. You're not putting yourself on another one of those. And you're like, well, it was nice knowing you. Thanks for the BJs. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was never that with us. She was always a fan of it. When oh, I yeah. got the Harley, she was a fan you know, but, uh, where is she now? I don't know. Probably. It's cool. Probably sad somewhere too. No, we don't need or, to get super blowing some dude. We don't need to get super deep into it. We already got like heavy into it with your introduction into motorcycles. So the other question that always follows this up, and I don't know how I took over as the host of this. This is usually Adam shtick, but he must be really fucking hung over. I've been What's hung your... over the last few episodes. You've been doing a good job of filling in. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm rolling with it. I'm supposed I'm supposed yeah. again, you didn't drink me under the table, you drank me behind the couch. <laughs> Different. That sounds, that um, somehow sounds worse. Yeah. What what's your I mean, we've asked this in a bunch of different ways, but the way that it, the way that it res, like resonates with me right now is what's your forever bike? If you I mean like if you were going to like what what is your ultimate goal to get to to land on for a forever bike? You not not that you can only have one, but you're like 
if I get this bike, it's never leaving my collection. Yeah, it, it'd probably be not stock, but the the idea that I have is this. Uh, it's a Dyna. That that seems like my good luck, bike. bro. We're buying them all. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. But there's not going to be any left when you get around to it. It's a it's a Dyna that's Adam's got one for sale. That's tweaked. That definitely. Ha- no, I know, I know. But that's eventually for me. Like We're right now, the sporty is right like honestly in a big way. I know being a noob in in the whole fucking like, I'm sure fucking not not Adam Smith, but other Adam told you about just doing a couple of things in the in his garage. Like I didn't know shit. He was just teaching me. Yeah. And the sporty feels perfect for that, where I can like learn how to do this shit on a pretty basic bike. Yeah, and you then know? you have to relearn you know, everything when you on, move into a Dyna. You I don't, don't. I feel like I won't actually, have to relearn I'm making, it. I feel I'm, like, I'm kidding. It's not. Yeah, but still, literally sure everything's exactly the same yeah. when you when you move to a Dyna. It's just that everything's a little bit bigger. Right. That's it. Right. But my my forever bike is is like a is a bagger is a Dyna. It's is not some, exactly the same. Your drivetrain is on the opposite side. Well, you know semantics. Yeah, there's still the same mechanical shit. Going what are on. those? What are those like uh, racing uh, Dynas that they the, those bagger races that they do now? That's pretty new. Oh yeah, that the, what they're doing at like Laguna Seca. The right. um, that's the my king f- of the baggers. That's that's my that's my forever bike. Yeah, the racing bagger. Yeah. That's my forever bike. I can I can definitely help you build something like that. All he needs is perfect. Death trap is a good start bagger. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Death trap is already a racing bagger, technically. It <laughs> is. <laughs> but those you, I mean, you can fucking take that across the country too, easy. Yeah, you know, totally. It's, it's that's if that's you can I make I it out of the driveway can, and not die. Well, I want something <laughs> you're gonna take that across town. the country. That those engines are so built out, you're gonna blow them up two thousand right, miles. Let's not, let's not well, go, no, let's not let's not go that extreme. Maybe with then? the well, it depends. So like, you can buy a one twenty eight bolt on kit for those new Milwaukee eights, and have more power than you can ever want to use, and still be reliable because it's still like eight and a half to one compression or nine to one compression. Uh huh. Yeah, they're they're pretty reliable at that. Yeah, but those aren't what those aren't the motors that are are in, in the racing bikes. No, the racing bikes have like you know twelve to one compression, one forty threes in them. That's what I'm He's saying. Looking from an aesthetics perspective, like you don't need to be pushing the limits of the engine. Let's yeah, go. I don't, I don't need forced all that. induction supercharger racetrack to. I want that fucking Dyna that was at the one show. Oh, that was shit. Yeah, the turbo charge, the turbo one. Yeah, fuck, that was pretty sick. That was the Speed Kings. Was that their bike? I don't no. remember who it was. Royal, Royalty. Royalty Racing. That's who that was. Yeah, that was a great bike. I talked to that guy for probably an hour and a half about that bike. It was fun. You think we're going to have a one show this year? They say that they are. I don't know what they're going to do. <sighs> I hope so. Last one I had to bartend, so I didn't really get to fucking do shit. I actually saw you. I mean, I kind of... I kind of hope that they do, but I kind of hope that... I'm not going. Yeah, I. that's the thing is I don't think that I would go unless they really change the format. If they do it the way they did it last year, I don't know if I care enough to go anymore. Well, the, the Pickle Factory was cool, though. The Pickle Factory was cool. The year before that, yeah, that's what I mean. That was cool. But uh, you My know, I, favorite years are still... The, I, can't, I don't know if they have a name for that era... But the three-story building that they had that was smashed, the brick building that was between uh, Belmont and Morrison or uh, Madison. Yeah, the one that's right behind this building that we're in. 
It's literally a block down the street. No, it's not. Yeah. We're going to go outside and walk a block from here, and it's not going to be there. There's a pupusa place in the parking lot right now. I go there on a regular basis. Oh, anyway, so we're going to go out of this, and we're, we're going to go outside, and we're going to walk down a block, and it's not going to be there. Okay. But anyway, whatever that building was, whatever they called it, whatever that era of the one show was, that was my favorite time period. Of yeah, when it was free. Like, Fuck yes. Yeah, it was awesome. You'd... Like, and if you had a motorcycle, you were able to park right at the front of the line, and usually you were able to cut in front of everybody. Yep. Like, nobody gave a shit. You just roll up, park your bike, walk inside, do a lap, actually look at the bikes, and then, you know, move out. And then the hipsters started showing up, and the lines started getting long, longer. And Fucking capitalism. And then they all want to, like, stand in front of the motorcycles with their backs to them and not even look at the fucking bikes and make it so that you can't see any of the bikes. Yeah. You know, and they're just the bikes just become a backdrop for Instagram photos. The walk you know? down. I was living during that time period. I was living further up on on Belmont, and we walked down, and uh, the year of snowpocalypse, and there were still twenty fourteen. No, this is pre. No, no, no. This is this is pre my current job, and I started there in twenty fourteen. And I was dating the girl I was dating at the time. It had to be like 20, 2012. 2012 or 13. Cause that was, I, I moved here and I had friends who rode to it. And those people are fucking heroes in my book. Right. You were going to say dead now. Riding, no, riding, riding, riding <laughs> in the snow. They rode to the one show in the snow and it was legit fucking snow, ice, cold, yes. Everything was pitch black in the middle. Of the, it was like, you know, not pitch black, but it was like, you know, dusk, midday. That shit was amazing. You got to ride. You got to ride. I'm going to, I'm going to remind you of that when uh, you're parking your sportster during the snow. Dude, I'm, no, I'm bro, you got to ride. You got to ride. No, I, I, call me Where's up. your bike, bro? Call me up. You don't me? No, I re- I drove my car. I bought a Harley and I became a fair weather rider. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> Last night I got soaked. Yeah, ADV gear belongs on ADV bikes. <laughs> I have the gear to ride all year round. I just don't have the bike to ride all year round anymore. I just don't need to be that big of a hard ass anymore. I've done it. Like I don't I don't need to do it. Dude, it's. Did I watch you almost die. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have seen me almost die. <laughs> Dude, last night it was like a weird kind of greasy wet. The roads were all. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't even like. It's because it's been it's been dry for too long. Yeah, and the roads were fucked up. Like I went to pull up to Sandy Hut, at maybe like eight, and coming in, you know, pretty fast, trying to show off, then hit fucking both brakes pretty hard. Went like 90 degrees sideways on my fucking shit, fishtailing. As long as you make it look like you did it on purpose. Oh, I did not. I, I looked like I was shitting bricks. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I saved it. Barely. Made that made that right turn, parked up, turned my, turned my bike off all slow, got up, you know, like I was cool. Like I meant to, but I, I think anybody watching knew that I didn't. But it is. <laughs> I'm getting a crash bar. It's a good idea. That's the thing I'm doing. I highly recommend sliders, crash bars. I got it. Those things save your engine. I got it in my basement. I'm just I'm 
Got a four. I'm four going to, to say on. from 100% experience that is not true. All the time. I had sliders on my FZ10, and I crashed that bike in a slow speed scenario. And what ended up happening was I ruined the engine head on my bike and what became a $500 crash turned into a total because the, the slider, the slider. So the problem with that bike in particular is that the mounting point for the forward slider is the same bolt hole that is the upper engine mount. You don't have a choice. This, the mount point is an engine mount. It mounts to the frame, but it's where the engine bolts to the frame also. So you replace the stock engine frame bolt with a slider engine frame bolt. Yeah. So when it bent and ripped clean and pulled all of the threads out of the engine header, it went from being a, like a cosmetic repair. I just destroyed the, I destroyed the, the, uh, the valve train was shot. It was like $4,000 in parts. Yeah. I looked it up. I was like, maybe I can salvage it. No, it was four grand in parts. Yep. And just then the, fr- and the frame was also damaged, it. which in Oregon is done and done. That's how they totaled my Versus. They bent the radiator tab. I bent it. <laughs> <laughs> when it totaled the bike and they paid out full value, I bought it back. How many Hondas do you have to wreck before you can get a Harley at them? Four. <laughs> Crash four Hondas, you can get a free Harley. They just give you a punch card when you get the first <laughs> one. Just, every time you call your insurance agent, I'm not going to name. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Because I don't want to put people on blast who aren't aware, like pre-warned that I'm going to put them on blast. But I was talking to this guy last weekend about his bike. He offered to let me ride it. And it's a brand new Fat Bob, like a, the new soft tail Fat Bob. He's like, go take it ride. I was like, I don't know how I feel about I don't know if I want to do it. He's like, dude, it's a $500 bike. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a $500 bike. He goes, Everything on that bike is new and factory and my deductible for my insurance is 500 bucks. Go wreck that shit. It's a $500 bike. I was like, I fully fucking support your attitude. I'm sure the exact same person stated that at some point he's going to end up kick flipping that thing into a building. Probably. So, yeah. 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 Man, so. My bike, I got the suspension done. Next morning, I ride it for the first time, take it over to, to fucking CC's, and this fucking guy just walks off. He's like, he's like, don't shut your bike off. I want to take it for a ride. I don't even know if I've got insurance on it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I'll let you ride it. George, tell him how you liked it. <laughs> that guy was me. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'd, uh, I'd ridden my buddy Zach's. Wait, so you've ridden his bike with the new suspension? Yeah. It was- oh, jealous. That was nice, man. It just felt like, so I, I'd ridden a uh, buddy Zach's Dyna um, and his shit's mean. But I got on Adam's bike and it was not mean. It was 
kind of scary. It you was, should ride Death Trap. It, it was definitely <laughs> like no, like all the sensitivity of just, 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 uh, just happy, just tiny little movements and everything felt like I was going a million miles per hour. Yeah. Just off the gate. There's no lag time in that throttle no, at all. It's crisp. No. Yeah, your your second gear felt like my fifth. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was mean as fuck. My uh, favorite the part, one thing I don't like is your fairing. Yeah. I, the windshield's too tall. I want to cut it tall down. As or fuck. Something. I couldn't see shit. It sits it right in the middle of my fuck. eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little bit taller than you, but it felt like more like Yeah, like half of my eyes were on the road and half of my eyes were trying not to focus on your fucking fairing yeah and technically you're supposed to be looking further up the road than the fairing but the same thing like when it's sitting right in the middle of your vision trying to maintain your focus past that point like your brain is like this thing's closer look at it like the whole time you're riding no but it it felt like butter man like everything everything i rode over didn't feel like shit the rest of it was like no no delay on anything what i wanted it to do which i wasn't used to it just did. Yeah. 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 It's, it was doing it, which the sporty is like, you know, for me, it's, it's fun as fuck. It's definitely not that. My favorite part of Adam's bike is he's done all of these performance upgrades to it. He just got done with this suspension upgrade that makes it such a performative machine. And he's still got these fucking beach cruiser bars on. <laughs> those are scrambler bars what the fuck ever dude they're square as shit put some t-bars on there bro <laughs> i also got stock brakes <laughs> <laughs> it's true single single dude, you got all that you didn't tell me that before i wrote it yeah, yeah single single on caliper stock. on the front end i probably yep. wouldn't rent it <laughs> yeah he needs to put a he needs to put a fucking tokiko dual yeah, disc dual disc on the front yeah, he's got he's got the same brakes. So he's got what's it's a 107, it's a built out 107. Yeah, high compression. So he's got a high compression built 107 on his bike with the same brakes that are on my stock 96. I think I I think you've got better <laughs> brakes on your sporty than I've got. You've got the dual disc front end on yours, don't you? They kind of feel like shit. Yeah, a little bit. We yeah, can but fix there's that. two of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are two of them. <laughs> So I got better brakes than you. Yeah, your 883 has That's better really brakes than me. That's really not <laughs> <laughs> You just don't use the brakes. You yeah. just gotta, you know. Downshift through the wind. Who yep. was it? Was it I'm you sorry, that what? said something? You were just, no, wait. It wasn't your bike that you were just like engine braking. No, 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 no. But I'm saying it's because someone. I, oh, it's me. Who was it that didn't have like a front brake or didn't have a back rear brake or I forget what the fuck it is. But they oh, I don't know. Like, but I went with a different pipe. Not currently. When I put that TBR on, I completely lost my engine braking. I got to kick it down two or three gears Sawicki, to get the response yeah. I used to get out of one. The same thing with the, my with my Sawicki. But here's the thing: where I was going to go with that is uh, what what what's the phrase when uh, what's the phrase when in doubt, grab a handful of brake. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, bitch. When in doubt, throttle out. See, I was always told that you clutch when in doubt. No, you must have gone through the Team Oregon course. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, you can clutch, but just long enough to bang the throttle to the stop and dump it again. See, yeah, that's that's what I tell. That's what I tell girls that are that want to ride my bike that that I kind of trust. I'm like, when in doubt, clutch, because I don't want to tell them when in doubt, 
throttle out. <laughs> yeah, I could do this a little bit. Grab the clutch and die, or you're gonna skid the tire for the win. <laughs> yeah. So we're at two hours thirty minutes. Shit. Yes. I love these epic episodes. Is this a tradition? I mean, occasionally we get to the point where we just like gel with everybody. And well, we that's the thing is, I feel like this episode really didn't start to pick up and and get good until we were over an hour anyway. That first hour, it was good. It was hilarious. We're I'm it insulted. All in. It's all no, no. We're putting it all in. Yeah, no, it was all fun. But I, I think that we got into the meat of it over the last hour. I think we got into the really good shit. Again, before we get into anything else, just for anyone who listens, wants to be on the show, we want all types and stripes of writers to come on here and talk about their experiences. But you're really going to have to top George's story for how he got into writing. Because uh, yeah, anything, that brings, anything that brings a little mist to my eye. Go, you know, go fuck yourself. If your story doesn't start with coming to the United States in a 55 gallon oil drum, <laughs> if your story doesn't my, start, my grandma, if your story doesn't my start with coming really, up the red carpet like you're an Oscar winner, my grandmother really likes to say that she came to the U.S. on an airplane. Oh, did she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're not that she, kind of yeah, refugee. Exactly. She loves saying that though. But she, did she come here on vacation and just not leave? No. Or did did she, they do all the paperwork? We won a lottery. Holy shit. We won a lottery to come to the U.S. because at the time Cuba was that fucked that people that wanted to leave, you either needed like, I don't know, some government poll or you needed to win a lottery to be able to leave the island. Okay, so you uh, you say things and it makes me want to ask questions. And uh, I should have given you this caveat at the beginning of the entire event. But if I ask you a question you don't want to answer, you can say, go fuck yourself. Were you were you born in the United States? Uh, yes. Let's just say yes. Okay, I was, I was born fine. in Miami. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, so because because you said we won a lottery, and so it makes me then I, then I think it's like, the royal we, the royal we, we, the like royal family. We, the family you know? I'm, I'm atta- yeah, I'm attached to my family. Cool. I get that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So today we learned that weird. Jorge is an illegal. Yeah. No, I got I got a passport. There's a reason why he calls himself George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was to get around all that. So here's the problem: is I I have now heard you pronounce your name in the traditional manner, but how do you say it to all the the uh, pasty? Yeah, yeah. So it's really funny. What? So if you're a boy, he introduces himself as George. If you're a cute girl, it's Jorge Boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> chicks dig. Uh, no, man, it's George. It's George unless you fucking speak to me in Spanish first off. Like if I'm at if I'm at a Mexican restaurant and they look at me and they're like, hola. And I'm like, hola, como estás? And then, you know, or if I meet, if I just meet someone that speaks Spanish and is and is just before English speaking Spanish, I'll introduce myself as Jorge. That's really the only uh, time I'll do that. Otherwise, it's George. So as far as fluency... English and Spanish, or do you like? Are you fluent in like other shit? Because fluent in both. Like I gave, but I mean, I gave you shit about like speaking. Uh, yeah, I really like, terrible uh, Vietnamese. So the bad Vietnamese, and then was it Swedish? I said, so you don't I speak can Swedish. I can. Uh, let's say level. Let's go level ten out of ten. Uh, English. I feel like I'm at like a nine. Uh, Spanish. I feel like I'm at an eight. Uh, French, I feel like I'm at about a five and then every other language that I've learned, which is um, Portuguese, Swedish, Thai, Vietnamese, Mandarin at about a two. It's way better than me. 
one, one or a two, I'd say, for those other ones, actually. Is but it I, a zero love, to ten or a one to, one to ten? We're going to one to ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sick. I, I like language. It's cool. I, get, I, like, I always did accents as a kid, like a fucking weirdo. I got bad accents. I got all kinds of bad accents, but I don't speak any other languages. Yeah. <laughs> do you do your best Christopher Walken? Let's just derail again. <laughs> I don't I don't have a I don't have a Christopher Walken. I should have a Christopher Walken. Your father had his watch in his ass for five years. <laughs> I can't think of a besides I mean besides that I can't think of a I can't think of a Christopher Walken. Uh, like so if you're gonna do a Christopher Walken impression, you should do the one from True Romance. That's what I'm thinking about. But like all I can think about from the, the your father. Oh no, no, that was the Pulp Fiction. Yeah. No, 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 no. True, true, true romance. romance. The, that's Dennis Hopper so, doing all the talking. So you're, you're a fucking cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. right? All of the, but that's, but all the good stuff, was all Dennis of the good Hopper. shit is Dennis Hopper in yeah. that scene. It's a really good scene. I got to watch that movie again. Oh, oh it's so a really good, good scene. It's it. been a minute. That used to be one of my go-to date night movies. It's a good one. Yeah. I got it on and then I started making girls watch Blue Velvet as a date night oh, movie. That's boy, just, that was a downward spiral. Yeah. Hanukkah. <laughs> that's a horrible fucking... Hanukkah. That, that shit's shit. for pussies. <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yep. Fucking like a true hipster. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can think of is uh, I got a fever and... The only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. There's this. There's What's this the opposite of Christopher Reeve? Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's god. Good. That's good. Oh. That's good. <clears throat> the only uh, the only line I could think that that perfectly encapsulates Christopher Walken for anyone anyone to do this accent. Viewers at home, try it. Anyone can do it. It's uh, this line from Envy, which is a horrible movie. I don't recommend you watch that movie, but Jack Black and I think Ben Stiller are in it. And then it's like Christopher Walken has this one line that he says the same thing twice, but he says it in two different ways that Christopher that's Walken the movie, would say that, that, That's the movie where he invents evaporate. Exactly. Right? Okay, thank exactly. you. All right, I know he where invents you're, I'm with you. Some spray that gets rid of shit. Yeah, you spray, you spray the spray on your dog shit and it just disappears. Yeah, Perfect. But, but where does it go? That's, that's yeah, right. yeah. I won't tell you the ending. But there's this there's this one there's this one line where he says the same shit twice and he goes, uh, good it's good for you. Good for you. But he says it two different ways that he would say it. But it's both of the ways that he would say it, and it's like perfect. All you need to do is just learn how to say it both of those ways. Yeah. So I don't remember. If we, <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember if we were recording this or not. Way back at the beginning, you were talking about telling stories and telling jokes. Yeah, one of my favorite jokes of all time is a joke about telling jokes, and I really want to share it with you. I'm down <laughs> on the air. So this guy gets arrested and thrown in prison. Or he gets sorry, he gets arrested. He gets tried. All the shit, like whatever. So he gets he goes to prison, and he's acclimating to the environment the first night he's in the mess hall sitting down to eat and across the dining room he hears somebody go 17 and everybody in the mess hall starts laughing 
And then somebody else goes, 23. And everybody starts laughing. So he turns to the guy next to him and goes, what's this about? And the guy says, you know, we've all been here so long. We've learned all the jokes that there are to tell, you know? So we, we assign numbers to each of them. So if anybody wants to tell a joke, they just call out a number and then everybody thinks of the joke, you know, and they, they have a little chuckle or whatever. So over the next couple months, the new guy learns all the jokes and their corresponding numbers. And one night he's at dinner and he goes, 42. Nobody laughs. He turns to the guy next to him and goes, what, what gives, man? I just told a joke. And the guy says, you know, some people can tell jokes and other people can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking dumb. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs>